What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Spawncast episode 42. We have a lot of people actually here tonight. A lot of times we have like two extra people or one extra uh, person. We have like four people here more than usual, I guess. But we'll go down the line here and introduce you guys. Let's start with let's start with Max down on the end here on my screen. How you doing, Max? Uh, living the dream. You Playing were going, lots of you games. Were, you were gone last week. Were you at the at a gaming convention? Uh, was oh yes, I was at PAX South. Yeah, man, I met a lot of a lot of YouTubers. I got to hang out with some very hungover and very drunk YouTubers and lots of lots of cosplayers. It was great. Yeah, dude, I think there's is it too many games? Was it that too many games around here is like the only convention we go to? I think it was. Uh, what was the other one, Evan? That we go to the um the one in September was that RetroCon? Uh, MegaCon, RetroCon, and I thought we were thinking of going to Mag, but you only went to it the one time. I thought I went to Magfest one time. Yeah, I should have gone this year, but it's like a two-hour, it's like a two-hour drive. I guess that's how far CatsCon is anyway. So we might yeah. check that out too, obviously. But uh, you were saying a lot of people were drunk and hungover. I think at too many games one year, and I think they've done it since then. They've just been serving beer, like actual yeah. cans of like Rolling Rock, and it's like five well, bucks a can. I mean, not not to out anybody, but if you look at Angry Joe's Twitter, there's definitely a picture of them pouring tequila into a wine glass. So it kind of lets you know what all the YouTubers were up to. It was oh, uh, well, it I was mean, nuts. The, the screen wave party at too many games is ridiculous because it's it's not. It's kind of open bar. They give you um, they give you tokens, and you can redeem tokens into drinks. But like, I mean, people are walking around with like backpacks full of booze and like yeah. just squirting it in your mouth and shit. Like, <laughs> I went to uh, at QuakeCon. I somehow got invited to the the VIP party at QuakeCon. And when you go upstairs, it's literally the inventor of Resident Evil and the director of Quake Champions and stuff, and they're there, but there's just literally a bar in the corner, and it's open bar, so it's just kind of like everybody just keeps getting in the line and just getting progressively drunker and probably talking about deadlines they're not supposed to talk about. It's like, wow, this is a, I can't believe I got let into this room. What the hell? Let's uh, let's let's work down the list here to Evan. How are you, how are you doing tonight? All right. Don't yeah, you got you got esports out tomorrow tomorrow, right? Yep. Had to record it early because my weekend is packed with way too much crap to do. So yeah, do you have uh, another convention coming up? Uh, soon. Yeah, I'm trying to prepare for it, but there's a whole bunch of other things going on that I'm nice. looking into. What do you the you talking about the Smash player? Yeah, uh, zero, right? zero, and yeah. his uh retirement. I guess that's the one bit of esports news that like really made the rounds. Like everywhere was that he was stepping down. So that'll be really cool to see your take on that. Yep. That'd be really fun. And then we have uh. Token Games, right? It's Token Games, right? Uh, Token Geek, yeah. Token Geek, gotcha, man. Token Geek here. Uh, you are a uh, one of the smaller YouTubers we're bringing on over the next couple of weeks to help out with the YouTube guidelines that changed. Uh, but tell us a little bit about your channel, man. Um, I am a reviewer first, and I do countdowns and discussions as well um, on like Sony, Nintendo, that sort of stuff. Okay, very good, very good. Dude, countdowns, that's uh, reviews. What, what was the last game you reviewed? Uh, the last game I reviewed was Brawlout on the Switch. Oh, okay. How how'd you like that one? It was terrible. You didn't like it. It was a mess. <laughs> no, did it was because no, the online all. multiplayer was kind of was pretty bad. Yeah, it was the online multiplayer, and it also suffered from like uh, frame drops and like some yeah. stuttering. It was mm -hmm. it was a bad time. Apparently, they're putting a, a patch out or an update out for that. I keep seeing yeah, that. Happen, yeah, so. I saw that today. About that. That's that's too bad yeah. to hear. So um, let's uh, let's move down. We also have Rax. Rax the Great, right? Yep. <coughs> Rax. Um, and then uh, I think it was was it I think it was Sean that told me about you. I think right. Yeah, I think yeah. He, so uh, shared the 
Yeah. <laughs> All the pressure. Uh, you, know, you know, I aim to please. Yeah, you but, had a, um, you had a good video actually talking about the whole thing with the YouTube guidelines. So if you guys aren't sure what's going on, definitely check out his video about it because he actually gives it a pretty good point of view. I think from like a small was, YouTube perspective. One of, few, one of the few worth watching. Yeah, yeah, because there was a lot of a lot of people were more so like complaining and kind of yelling about it, whereas Rax had yep. like a actual like discussion point of view with it. So if you're curious about what's going on, check his check his video out about that. But Rax, why don't you tell us a little bit about your channel? Um, so basically, I started my channel. Uh, I want to say about six or seven months ago, and I kind of just make fun of myself. I do different things like thoughts and opinions on uh, video games. I do like skit based like comedy stuff sometimes. Um, you know, general gaming YouTube stuff. Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, it was, like I said, check out his video guys. It was very good. And then, uh, uh, check if you like their stuff, definitely make sure you subscribe to him as well. I know the guidelines are like a thousand subscribers and some large amount of watch time, I guess like 4,000 hours of watch time. So, you know, if you, if you enjoy their stuff, guys, definitely give them a, uh, give them a subscribe and check them out. And then, uh, let's move down. We got Sean here, Sean, how, how are you doing, man? Arch 85. I'm good. I'm good. That's good to hear, man. That's good. That's good. And then we have uh, Rob, Rule of Two Review. Yo, what's up? Good to be back. As yes, always. yes. Good yeah. to have you back as Thank usual. You. So uh, let, let's, let's just get into this, guys. What have you what have you guys been playing this week? What have you been playing? Anything good? Uh, lots of stuff. I've been doing tons and tons and tons of Dragon Ball Fighter Z, but I can't quite yeah. talk about that yet. Uh, I, I'm playing the full game. I uh, can't talk about that till Friday. Uh, but also, uh, because we were talking about it on the podcast, I actually decided to go back through ukulele. I did a full run through of ukulele while driving down to PAX. And uh, wow, yeah, they really fixed that game. Like at launch, that game had so many problems for me at launch. Specifically, the jumping just felt so sluggish. So it's weird to play a game that, wow, I mean, they, they completely updated every problem I had. It's great. Yes, uh, yeah, Robert. Robert. Uh, Robert dropped fifty in the fifty sex in the chat, saying, uh, "Nice to include more people. I need to get some sleep tonight. Upgrade my Patreon instead. This is the last sex for tonight." Robert Erickson, thank you. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next time, man. Um, I did see you upgrade your Patreon. I asked, had to ask Evan about it because it caught me off guard. But thank you, and we'll see you. We'll see you next time, man. Um, but uh, so you, you're doing Dragon Ball Fighters. When's that? When's that review come out? Uh, I'm going to put it out on Friday uh, because uh, I've already. Uh, put in a lot of hours. I don't want to say anything about the story mode or anything or any about any of the secret yes. unlockable characters, uh, but I want to test the final net code. So a lot of times when I'm reviewing fighting games, I have so many hours to master it, but then it's a matter of waiting till day one and actually going, okay, did servers crash? Well, he was like fighting, uh, beating up employees from IGN doesn't actually test the net code. I need to fight real players. Oh, man. <laughs> That was harsh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of their names too will be like IGN Tom or something. And it's like, oh, I wonder how good this guy's going to be. And then I like beat it, eight, get an 800 hit combo on him. It's like, oh, Tom doesn't know how to block. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it was, um, who was I playing in Splatoon? I think it was Pure IGN or something like that. Yeah. That's who I was playing. Um, it was me and uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I think Red Alpha was playing. I didn't realize I was in his video until like, a week later and he put it up but yeah we were playing with the same guy pure ign i didn't think he was that bad i think he was okay when he was playing Dude, the freaking uh, uh, like game explained to, anytime i run into the game explain people in an online but when i was reviewing uh mario kart 8 deluxe mm. there were only a couple of reviewers online so every time i wanted to record footage i'd go on there and it'd be one of the game explained guys and they would just destroy me it was like okay cool i got it champions got it yeah <laughs> that's good that's good what about what about you rex we've been playing man um, to be honest with you, I recently got a uh, gaming PC, so I've been trying to get back into a lot more like multiplayer games. 
Um, so I've been playing a lot of like PUBG, CSGO. Um, I've been trying some different things like Dead by Daylight. Um, and then kind of bouncing around through so dude, I have a serious backlog of stuff. So, uh, the list goes on and on. Yeah. I would say you're, you're in like Evan's territory now with the gaming PC. So, um, wait, did you, did you just get your gaming PC? Uh, I want to say it was about, it was like right when I started my YouTube channel. So it was about six or seven months ago. Okay, good. You got in at a good time because the, the video cards like exploded in price now. Yep. Where it's like impossible to get one at a I remember saying someone saying price. something about like uh, cryptocurrency was affecting that. Yeah, yep. they're, they're, everyone's buying tons of them to mine. So now a standard like 1070 is like $800, $900 and it wow. retails for $400. It's crazy. Uh, Quiet Lion Gaming dropped 20 and saying, love all your content, dude. has been watching a lot of your channels and re-listening to Spawncast all week. You guys rock. Thank you. Quiet Lion Gaming. You can check out the Spawncast. We have them up on SoundCloud, iTunes, and then uh, Patreon members get it pretty much the night of with video. Um, and then we usually release it later on. I actually released the one from last week tonight. So that'll go up on the channel live um, just for you guys. Uh, so yeah, game PCs are tough now. A lot of people are really mad at the cryptocurrency field because they are exploding really how expensive these video cards are. And then when the next generation comes out we're gonna be dealing with it all over again so you definitely it sounds weird you want to pre-order your video cards when they come up <laughs> it <laughs> sounds great cry more about the cryptocurrency bitches cry more <laughs> sean doesn't care because he doesn't, he doesn't care about pc gaming he thinks it's funny i think so well, plus i make money yeah. on cryptocurrency so oh, do you? are you still in that man you're still in the cryptocurrency <laughs> oh, boys it's a good night boys <laughs> uh what, what are you in now sean are you in bitcoin still uh no nah, man i'm playing uh, i'm playing that steam it and uh litecoin and i'm cashing some out right now actually people but, are dumping like 401ks into that stuff man it's insane right now yeah. well, well, a lot of it crazy it, it crashed pretty hard um because it's crashed twice recently mm. um one because south korea got like uh like the government <laughs> just like went in there and, and cut down a bunch of shit and then yeah. it got really low and we couldn't figure out why but it was because of the chinese new year if you look every year when the chinese new year hits um that cryptocurrency has sort of been a thing it goes like way down low so um should have jumped in yeah like <laughs> yeah that was the time to jump in because now it's like it's almost back to where it was so yeah. sean is making a, a bank deposit did, right now did you, did you see the thing of uh when it really crashed horribly the other day, the front page of the Bitcoin subreddit was literally a suicide prevention hotline. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you just be like, look, oh, guys. Oh, See, that's, that's, where, that's where people fuck up. They put too much money into it. Like, yeah, I have yeah. not put a single cent into cryptocurrency. And I haven't made a stupid amount of money. Well, so. And that's yeah. the thing is, I was reading a thing about a guy who mortgaged his house. He literally, without his wife's permission, literally, like, didn't even discuss it, mortgaged it, and took, like, $35,000 and put it all into cryptocurrency. It's like, well, Oh, congratulations, buddy. You're literally about to lose it's, your house. It's basically <laughs> grabbing the gamblers. It's basically it's almost like a gambling community, and it's yeah. people who are like too excited about free money and a new hot thing. And obviously, you can make money, like Sean is killing it, so that's a good example, but it's dangerous, <laughs> man. It's dangerous for that stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the whole thing is is people like Sean gotta win, other people gotta lose. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Token Geek, I got I to drop your channel in the chat now. People are actually asking. Someone just hit a super chat asking for your channel. So I'm going to drop your channel in there, and then I'm also going to drop uh, Rax's channel in there. We're going to do that. Uh, Token, what have you, you been playing, man? Sweet. I've been playing a lot of the uh, Dragon Quest Builders demo. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah it's actually it's actually been a lot of fun. Like, um, It's better than Minecraft because I feel like there's like a quest line to it. Mm-hmm. 
I, I like the. I haven't um, played it at all. Is it? Is it like Minecraft? It looks just like Minecraft when I see people. It's playing. kind of like Minecraft. Kind of yeah, reminds me of the Eight Bit Heroes game that was on PlayStation. Yeah, I don't think I've. Oh yeah, I think I. I think I've seen that on. Uh, it's it's kind of like Minecraft. Yeah, in the sense that you're building things and you're kind of crafting things, but it's entirely different in my opinion. It just seems more relaxed, like yeah. even more relaxed than Minecraft somehow. Well, dude, you, okay. you nailed it, dude. The quest log, that's what 100% makes it. It's like, I like Minecraft, but I like... The reason I got so addicted to Dracos Builders is them saying, okay, build this, get this supply, kill this monster. I like to, the the more... It has like a subtle direction at all times. I love that. Yeah, the tasks really help the, help the uh, experience. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'll check that out. It came out on Switch, like, what, a week ago? The demo. Ago? demo oh, it's yeah. the demo is... Demo, that's what it was. Yeah, the demo yeah. came out. Um, so that's actually built on, we'll talk about it later. It's actually built on Sony's engine. It's kind of funny. Uh, okay, so Dragon Quest Builders. I'll to, I might check that demo. I don't, I'm not really big Minecraft person. I don't know if it's because I'm an old man or something, but like I looked at <laughs> Minecraft and I couldn't figure it out. It was like the South Park episode where they're trying to play it. So it wasn't very good. Okay, so Dragon Quest Builders. Very nice. What about you, Evan? I've just been getting back into competitive games. The Street Fighter patch landed not that long ago, so I'm trying to yeah. relearn Akuma's new stuff. Uh, I've been still doing Is Overwatch. Better now? Is that better now? It feels better. Netcode's still a little wonky, but uh, a lot of people... The game just... wouldn't even start up for you last time. Yeah, it still does that. The, having a tablet plugged in <coughs> still really just screws that up. So I got I got the workaround for it, though. But um, okay. playing Overwatch still because the league's still going on. There's a pretty amazing game, actually, today. Uh, that they streamed for that, and then um, yeah, you're talking about Al, right? The the whole thing Overwatch where they're actually thing. taking, yeah, they're taking like actual cities from the U.S. and fighting it out and outside, yeah, uh, London and all them. Uh, but and then I'm also still trying to dip into Gigantic a little bit because even though it's still kind of a small community from what it was, it's still mm -hmm. still just my favorite game. Like I can't get away from it. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, very good, very good. So I think that's uh, I guess everyone but Sean, right? Hey, Sean, ask me. Sean I've actually played a lot of stuff this week um, because I debuted my brand new, completely original idea called "What Is," where I take a quick look at original idea. <laughs> I take a quick look at indie <laughs> games while on webcam, and uh, yeah, so I got um, I played Fury on the Switch, which is actually a really good port of that game. Um, I really I didn't play that game much on the PS4. I remember it was free for a little while, but I remember downloading the demo and like I couldn't really wrap my head around it. Um, but I like it. I like that game. It's actually pretty fun. Um, World to the West is another sort of interesting game, um, that I enjoyed that I did on the thing. Um, I got shoe coming up and, uh, tiny metal. I, I just, I, I need to do something with tiny metal. Um, I've also been playing a lot of, uh, Xenoblade too. I finally got started on that. How do, you, how do you feel about that? I saw the night you started it and you were talking about it on, on stream and everything. How do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah. So like, like the, I couldn't really wrap my head around everything. Um, while I was playing it during the night on the stream, but now I finally understand the combat and like the combos and the layers and the different blades and stuff. Um, I really like the game, you know, it's, it's not, I don't think it's anywhere as impactful as like the first one or as, um, you know, long, big in scale, like Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii U is a very big in scale game. Does it, um, does it feel like it's less large because technically it's a bunch of islands rather than one big map? I, I mean, 
Maybe. I, I think it's just I think it's just like the, the vision of the game is a lot more um streamlined, whereas Xenoblade Chronicles X was like, this probably shouldn't be on the Wii U. This really can't run on the Wii U, but um we're gonna try it anyways. And that's why there were so many technical issues and the character models, you know, a lot of them sucked in the Wii U game. But I, I like it. I would say if I had to score it, and I, I may do end up doing like the latest Xenoblade 2 Chronicles review ever. And like that's what I would call. Yeah, that that's what I'm, I still have to do mine, but I'm I was I wanted to get I told myself I would get to 100 hours before I reviewed it. So yeah, I'm at about 20 now. Um, yeah. I would I would say it's you know in the eight realm, like it's it's a very solid mm-hmm. game. It's very good. There are some issues. The combat is pretty you know steep getting into it. Um, the uh, it's not very um, streamlined in terms of um, it doesn't explain things to you very well in the battle system either. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I would hold that against it, but I mean, it's, it's a very solid JRPG and I, I like the story. I think the story is actually uh, way better than the one in Xenoblade Chronicles X. I couldn't tell you a damn thing that was going on in Xenoblade Chronicles X. I was just like, Ooh, big monsters. Ooh, I got a skull. Ooh, yay. You know, yeah, the, the cutscenes were are better in this one. So <laughs> yes, yes, by far. And uh, the voice acting, um, like, yes, when you're in battle, like it's it's pretty ridiculous is how they repeat themselves over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> Don't forget me. I thought they were like, forget me. They were patching that out or something, right? Yeah, I think they just patched they just it. Today, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that was my favorite part of the original. Like the lines in the original one of the what a bunch of jokers. How what a bunch said, of jokers. It's rhyme time. Of, yeah, it's rhyme time. Like I love the one the people did a meme where you stand in front of a giant clock and everything just says rhyme. Like, oh, look, it's rhyme time. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Let's uh, is that is that everything, sh- uh, uh, Sean? Or uh, yeah, everything worth mentioning. Okay. okay, very good, very good. What about uh, what about Rob? Uh, yeah, I've been going through. Um, I've been like doing some random playthroughs of some old stuff I've already beaten. Like I'm playing through Bloodborne randomly on some of my free time because I freaking love that game. Uh, I re- I started Metroid: Samus Returns over again because I can always use more Metroid. Uh, I'm I'm like halfway through the Zelda DLC, uh, which is is impressing me more and more the more I play it. When it first started, and you had like the one hit obliterator thing, and I thought it was going to be just finding those little monster kind of uh, like packs where you had to just like like I, it was like a camp, like a monster camp, and you had to like defeat those to get one shrine. I thought it was going to be like those four things, and that was it. And I was like, well, this is dumb because I thought the champions were supposed to be a part of this, but then it opens up into a way bigger thing after that. So. Okay. That's that's been impressing me. And then the only thing that's really current that I spent a bunch of time on last night is the Monster Hunter beta. And I'm really glad I had mm. a chance to put a couple of hours into that. There's like there's a lot of betas been going on the past yeah. few weeks. I, I know we're gonna talk about another one later that I haven't played, but I did spend <laughs> it's, like it's okay, hours. don't worry. <laughs> that's what I hear. I hear that the other beta is really not all that great. Uh, uh, so I'm curious to hear you I think it's more it. the game than anything else, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the game. <laughs> I mean, Monster yeah. Hunter is freaking awesome. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of Monster Hunter. Me and my buddies from back home in Denver go way back with Monster Hunter, and we always get together whenever a new game comes out to play it. And we did that last night, and uh, did about four of like the main hunts of the big monsters that they have. And I mean, dude, that game is pretty freaking good. It's good, right? I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. it's a I'm lot really of fun. Impressed so far. So, I mean, you've been you've played it too. It sounds. I played the beta when it first showed up i didn't play yeah. it this most recent time because at this point i'm just ready gotcha. for it to come out i'm gonna buy it and i'm just gonna play it so yeah it's a couple i mean it's a couple days from now at this point i mean dragon ball and monster hunter are friday right so they're like yeah. really yep. soon yep. Mm-hmm. yep i'm trying to i'm just trying to figure out at this point what system to get on either the ps4 pro or the xbox one x so 
I don't probably, know. I mean, probably if you got it on PS4, I could hunt with you, but the X is probably going to be the better machine. Well, here's the thing. The pro, so when tricky. you first start it up, if you have the PS4 pro, I know it works here. I don't know if it works on the X, but it actually presents you with a bunch of options. Do you want to play for frame rate for image quality or for resolution? Ah, so they do ask a, you. That's sweet. That's like a really common thing that games are doing more nowadays on consoles, which is like such a PC mechanic, yep. but it makes sense with these upgraded machines. So I think that's pretty cool. So. <laughs> Is yeah, PlayStation getting any like special um, exclusive content for Monster Hunter? Yeah, nothing announced. Oh, is there? Okay, maybe there yeah. is. Yeah, I mean they're they're getting the the alloy. Alloy is going to be only in there. They room. got the beta. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's why. Well, they they got the beta. They're getting al alloy. I think is showing up as a character or something. Oh. And then also isn't the there's going to be like a Mega Man. Uh, you can get Mega Man yeah, to be your helper. But I think yeah, that's I like that'll all be versions. Like, though gonna push me over the edge to buy it on whatever console oh, is mega man all versions okay i'm pretty sure yeah. mega man is alloy obviously would only be uh, i mean it like, seems safe just to get it on the playstation just because uh you know i can't tell you if it's all going to the xbox so. well yeah. my yeah. thing is i'm re I'm gonna review it on playstation because i know that that's where the most active community is going to be like already in japan i mean japan yeah. it's gonna be all about that so exactly and so i'm uh i'm prepping for that yeah makes sense to me cool all right guys so let's uh let's jump into some of our topics and we got to start with the big one which is the Nintendo Labo. Mm -hmm. So who wants, to, who wants to jump in here? Because I already know where Sean stands on this because he made it very known on Twitter when it, when, right. the, when the trailer dropped. But I know Max is on the other side, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, my thing is, whatever, good product for kids. Uh, not going to be one of those guys being like, like I hate that they're making what toys for kids. About the, the people online who are, who are so against it. I, the, they're, those people... If they're big not babies, if they're not being silly about it, yeah, they're being big babies. Like the weirdest thing, and I've, I've only seen probably two people say this, but it's super baffling. There are people who are saying they're wasting development time. They should be making a game. It's like That's you realize that prop, that argument doesn't hold up. I know. It's, it's, it's like this, so I, I guarantee you, no, this was probably thought up by like six Nintendo Treehouse employees, and they managed to get a small development budget, and they made this. Like this is not a fifteen-man team. This is being done by a small side project. Even that being said. My big hurdle is I do think it's overpriced, and I think the fact that it's cardboard is ridiculous. Like cardboard, like kid kids crush cardboard. Mm. Okay. Well, okay, what yeah. else would it be made out of? Well, I mean, that's, that's a question. But once we they release the schematics, them. I feel like people are going to go crazy with like three D printing things well, yeah. and just yeah. like modifying it. I'm I'm pretty interested to see where that kind of community takes it. But um, as far as the cardboard, I agree it's going to be kind of flimsy, but mm -hmm. we'll see. Yeah, I'll have to see what it actually feels oh. like because there are different types of cardboard in general, but I'll have to see what it actually feels like. Is it like the cheap, terrible kind or does it actually have some some strength yeah. to it? I don't yeah, know. We'll, we'll see. I've seen like cardboard that has like almost like a, a lamination to it or like a, you know, like that thick plastic coating to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, the, they can also put I think they put like like harder pieces of cardboard in between like the t like two pieces. Yeah, it's uh, it's there. corrugated cardboard is what it is. Yeah. So that's like that, like more reinforced kind of sturdier stuff. And, like uh, Rax, yeah exactly and Rax, you make a good point dude because I, I thought kind of the same thing like i'm willing to bet they've got some sort of like laminate or like finish or something on it that yeah. like is like a slight strengthener maybe makes it a little bit liquid proof so like a small spill of water so because kids well, are sticky gross little things anyway so well, they're gonna get possible. goo all over them it's well and, like, and, and, like a very and, early prototype of the product too you know well yeah if the whole thing is they're definitely Nintendo is incentivized to make this the strongest cardboard possible because if it breaks down, people are going to start trying to make their own pieces. So I think they're going to try and make yep. it where it's like, okay, you're going to want to buy replacements for us. So we're going to, of course, get the most waterproofed paper you could imagine. 
Ah, that waterproofed paper, man. It's the best exactly. kind of paper. <laughs> That's what paper is known for, is how it stands up underwater. Oh, man. I, I yeah. it's, it's interesting that so many people are just so again. It's very weird because it's it's not targeted towards like any gamers really it even said this is this is for really kids and then adults or kids at heart well, but i i just want to say real quick i love the marketing for it like that's my biggest thing is i really like the fact that they showed just the little kids like you could see that that was like the little kids messing with it the first time it was one of things where it's like yeah like nintendo started as a card company and became a toy company for a short time i even owned some of their first toys ever and then nice. they became a video game company so it's cool to see them like yeah just make a toy. That's cool. Kind of full and, circle. And now they're a cardboard company. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Cards, <laughs> so, the cycle continues. Well, they're all. Yeah, I mean, all the companies are cardboard companies, right? They ship their uh, their system in it. Exactly. Now exactly. they figured it out. <laughs> the cardboard business is a good business to be. Well. Well, what yeah. if somebody tweeted like, yeah. "This is literally them walking into their factory and they're like, okay, we've got seventy-five million unused Wii U boxes.' I thought we were gonna I do. Saw <laughs> I saw that. That was a good tweet. Yeah, there, there was a lot of good memes for it over the past uh, few days. It was great. Um, but I, I know, I know, Sean is. You're getting the robot one, right, Sean? Hell yeah. Sean's getting the robot one. So we'll go down. I just want to go down the line here and anybody else getting it. It doesn't matter. Yes or no. It, you know, either way, no, no judgment or anything, obviously, but let's, let's hear it. I guess uh, I'm going to look on my screen here. Rob, are you getting either one? No. I'm okay. Not. No. Okay. Rax, are you getting either one? I might wait until they uh, drop in price or maybe like a second wave or something comes out just because like the pricing on it seems a little bit steep for my liking. Um, and since it's not something that's like really geared towards my kind of gaming preferences, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting to see, but I'm probably going to skip on it at first. Okay. Uh, token. Were you getting one? No, I don't plan on it. Okay. And then, uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to ask Evan. <laughs> uh, I honestly, you know what? If it was made out of plastic, right? And you built a Gundam, Evan would buy it. Evan would buy it. I know he would. <laughs> um, and then I know Max, you're not, you're not buying one, right? If it were plastic, hundred percent, I'm hundred, I'm putting that line in the sand. If it's it were interesting like that it's plastic that, that would put you over the edge. Well, my, so my thing is, if it was more like a kit and you had like long pieces, short pieces, connector beams, and basically there was different configurations to make like your Sean robot suit or your fishing rod, I would be much more on board, board as a Nintendo novelty. But the fact that it's cardboard is 100% so, a deal breaker for me. So it sounds like what you're thinking is like what those old like connect sets were back yep. in the day and Legos uh -huh. where it's like, here's yep. all the pieces, just build the thing you want to build as opposed to follow these instructions to build only. Yeah, them, like each each kit has weird. one purpose. And I know there's going to be like yeah. five kits per uh, per box you buy, but it's still like, yeah, like I want to be able to, to make a chimera. I want to blend schematics. Mm, yeah, okay. there, there, there will definitely be more, I think. They're, they're going to do a lot of different things what it's weird what it kind of feels like to me is like kind of a bunch of leftover ideas from the wii era i think made it into what this is and they're i mean because it feels so we like in in just like the delivery mm -hmm. a little bit in the marketing it's a little bit more it's a little bit better than some of the wii marketing was even though the wii marketing was great at the time like this is like a modern version of that marketing but with so many different opportunities and different things that it does because I didn't even say this, like, I'm not buying it, but I definitely think it's really cool. So like mm -hmm. seeing all the ideas and seeing what they're doing is, is really, it's badass. Like it's impressive what they're doing. And I just feel like they had all these things on a whiteboard in the back of one of their rooms that never made it out for a, a peripheral for the Wii. And they're like, 
well, let's just do it for the Switch because everyone's buying Switches and we if it's cardboard, it only costs us 10 cents. So I just, I feel like that, and it's a good thing. I'm not even saying that as a negative. I just think that's probably where some of this stuff. Well, the trick is with what I, we, I've at least seen because I've been heavily looking into it since it was announced, since that seems to be what everyone's talking about. Even past the issue of cardboard, it feels like it's, to me, it's sort of like what uh, Wii Sports is. It's that collection of all things that the, uh, the system can do with, like, even without peripherals. <laughs> but how deep are those really going to go? I mean, they showed us little bits and pieces of it, but is it just going to be like the one moment, that one hit of, ooh, that's interesting, but then it doesn't go anywhere further? And is it going to have a, a function to it similar to what everyone sees like uh, we Tennis as, where that is extremely fun with friends and that's kind of where the replay value comes from? But Or is it just going to fall short where all the games are kind of like you play it once, you break a building down as a robot, and you're like, yay, and then you just set it down, that's it. You just built this so giant was, thing of cardboard with nothing. It's all about the software. To, man. to touch on that, um, I was actually talking about it with a buddy of mine, and you know, I was thinking like, if this gets to be you know as successful as they plan on it becoming, um, I was wondering if like other franchises, like say even like Disney or anything like that, because remember when uh, in Toy Story when uh, Andy made the Buzz Lightyear suit out of cardboard. Um, like I'm wondering if like other things are gonna try and you know capitalize on it in you know that kind of aspect where they kind of try to bring your favorite like franchises to life by letting you build these different kind of kits um, to you know kind of broaden the horizons of the game selection as well. Yeah, you're gonna need. You're, I can you see need that. Third, you need third parties to really jump in. That's yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, well, absolutely. I I think that's what they're hoping, but I don't know if it'll happen. Do y'all remember the Game Boy Advanced card reader? Did anybody buy that? The e-reader, yeah. E-reader. Yeah, e-reader. Yeah, e-reader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so remember, that was originally going to have, uh, it was going to be open source, basically. Like, other companies were allowed to print cards and they would actually interact. Uh, and in Japan, more companies did do it. But here in America, I think we ended up getting, like, 24 cards. And they were basically, like, Game & Watch games. And so I think this may be, like, another one of those of, like, a cool experiment, but no follow-through. Mm, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be curious to see if, like, you see any any franchises show up from gaming or even movies? I mean, it could be companies that don't usually make video games could show up for something with Labo and just figure out how to do cardboard and ship it out. Welcome yeah, to Jurassic yeah, I could see cardboard. Jumping in on that. <laughs> Jurassic <Yeah>. cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> which which yeah, company do you guys think will be the the first to jump in on this? Like Ubisoft or something? That's what I was thinking. Acti Activision or Disney or something. Disney, I was Disney, but Disney. actually, dude, Ubisoft. Actually, that's a good point. Ubisoft mm. is talking about how much money they've made on there. I would not be shocked if they tried like a test Rayman kit or something, just because mm. that is uh, cartoonish and sellable. It's going to be Square, and Final Fantasy 16 is going to be exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy, Final, Final Final Fantasy 15 no. fishing game. I would, 2025. What's awful is I'd have to buy it anyways. I'm such a Final Fantasy yeah. fanboy. I'd be like, yes, this is my cardboard sequel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've been saying if they made a Samus arm cannon version, that's when I'm going to buy into this thing. Like, give me that arm cannon yeah, and too. a cardboard. Yeah, that would yeah. sell me. Yeah, you got it, John. Exactly. That's the thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Retro Studios' new project is the Labo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrible. No. There was a rumor going around that I, I have a hard time believing about Retro There's Studios no doing way. something other than games. Would, I have a hard time believing Yeah, that would that. break my heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably because I don't want to believe it. <laughs> so we're, we're all pretty much on the same side with Labo. Labo. Uh, Sean's buying the robot kit, and he's probably going to be showing it off on camera, I assume. <laughs> yeah, that right? needs to be a video, dude. You <laughs> oh, yeah. You gotta, build, you gotta build a giant cardboard Tokyo for you to stomp around in. It'd be oh, great. Oh, that would be great. There you go. I uh, <laughs> I sent I sent away to Nintendo to see if I get the variety kit. Otherwise, I guess I'm just buying the variety kit. Did and you I'll see, check it out. Did you, did you all get the email that if you have kids, there's a special early? Yes. Event? 
Yeah, and I, I was terrified to go look at Craigslist because I was going to see if people were asking to borrow kids for the day or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. You have to have kids though that are like, what was the age? It was like eight it's to six, or six, six to, to ten, eight. I think. Six right? to ten. Yeah. So, yeah. Someone is going to walk in with at least one puppet and be like, "Hi, I'm yeah. here for the album." <laughs> Does my dog count? Oh man, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look forward to your robot video, Sean. That'll be really funny. Yes, it will. I will. That looked. Did you see when they took the backpack off? That thing looked complicated back there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm degree. probably gonna have to have someone help me build it because, like, I can't do arts and crafts and shit yeah. like that. Apparently, the piano takes like two hours to build. I heard oh that wow. exactly. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if like Nintendo probably had like educators and engineers work on the team to design this. <laughs> I yeah. feel like, something oh, I'm, sure, like I'm sure they did. It just seems like something where it's not just Nintendo people on the inside. I'm sure they worked with some sort of professional education outlet or something. Yeah, absolutely. yeah we're still waiting. To, cool. We're still waiting to find out any studios that worked on this, aren't we? We don't even know who worked on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it was internally they did. Maybe they hired actual engineers. And they were like, we need this cardboard to turn into a robot. How do we do it? It's just one guy from Nintendo. He showed up covered in cardboard one day and everyone had no <laughs> idea what was going on. <laughs> He's like, I have several ideas. <laughs> They're like, okay. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, let's 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 jump over to Metal Gear Survive because yeah. I played it. I know Sean played it. I know Max played it. Did anybody else play the beta at all? Watched a bunch of video of it. No, okay. I uh, tried to play a little bit of it before we did the podcast. So okay, okay. Did how much of it did you play? Like a, like an hour or any? Of it at all? I played like I tried to play for an hour. It was it was extremely um, overwhelming when I was like trying like oh, yeah, so distracted yeah, yeah. as well, um, but. Just the the menu itself kind of took me like ten minutes to figure out like where you're yeah. go ex go accept the mission and then you go yeah. into the circle like I, I'm like why didn't you just make a regular I don't I don't know make <laughs> what, about, uh, what about token did you get a chance to play it at all? no I didn't I watched a few videos on it but that's okay. about it Max was probably the most critical I think at this point uh, yeah. I tried playing it and I I I didn't like it very much at all to be honest and I'm I'm a little sad as to where the series is now <laughs> but. Yeah. Uh, I know Max did a whole video on it. And I, not... I did 10 hours of it. Wow. 10 hours. That's more than I thought anyone would do. But it was, oh, wow. it was more than Konami thought anyone would do. I know. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Konami's like, who's this Dreamcast guy? Who's playing this Someone's game right now? playing our game. Yeah. Well, what's weird is that I kept getting in lobbies with people who are really, really, really strangely good at it. And so basically, they would have headsets on. And so I just teamed up with them and I'd run around. So I got a bunch of great footage. And I kept wanting to get more matches to get more like, like more of an understanding before I did my video. And these guys educated me a lot. But it was funny that even the pros were talking about how bad it sucked. I mean, I was literally playing with people who are level 20, which is the max level of the beta. And we're like running to get all the secret items on every single map and getting the super mechs and stuff. And even they were like, man, this game is trash. It's like, then stop <laughs> playing it. Why are we all doing this? It's like a, it's, it feels just like a raid mode kind of. I don't know. It it is. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, mean, I, I don't, it, 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 why, why would you make this? Like, Hey, you know, it's a cool idea. What? Oh, we could have people poke zombies with a stick. Stick. Yeah. Okay. Literally. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. And we'll put metal gear on it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why the fuck not? Like it, it, it just makes no sense. And it's like not fun. You could see how much loot crate nonsense they're going to put oh, in with it. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was bad. a metal gear game. 
It's, it's 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 like interdimensional species. Like shut the fuck well, up. Like God, just make a new idea. <laughs> Luke, Luke crates are going to be such. I 100%. So the revive pills, revive pills, and I was looking at somebody. Uh, they let IGN play like the first two hours of single player, and in that there is a really heavy focus of just wandering around the desert and building a respirator and actually putting oxygen in your respirator and finding food and water. That stuff really looks like something that's going to be microtransaction. A hundred percent. It looks like they're going to really try and put revive pills basically in loot crates. And well, stuff I saw like the that. game. The game's only 40 bucks, I think. Yeah. I was about to ask if it was a free to play game, but no, 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 no. 40 they bucks. Got, they got a, they, no, they, they did that. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was pretty clear because when you finished, they were dropping like these loot the boxes, boxes down yeah. and it's pretty clear. You're just going to probably buy them at your home base. More well, yeah. Yeah. That. And also, I don't know. Uh, so it, the longer you play it, as you level up, you start getting these things that are, that are called junk gear. And it's really weird. It'll be like, basically like I got this crazy, like skeleton chest piece from Metal Gear Solid two. That looks really cool. It's the rib cage armor that Raiden Raiden has, but I couldn't do anything with it. And they were like, Oh, you need this many rare materials to actually craft it. Or you can choose to destroy it and get a bunch of like money. So I was like, well, of course I'm going to keep the schematic. And I kept playing and playing and playing. And I never found any more of that material. So it definitely seems like the thing of like, they're going to try and carry you carry it on a stick. You into buying loot crates after a while being like, well, I've had this thing and I'm 90% there. I guess I'll buy another $5 of crates. I, I I'm I don't have a lot of hope for that game, and now I don't have a lot of hope for Metal Gear anymore. It makes me really sad. <laughs> I, I don't I just don't think they have the creativity that they used to with Kojima. Yeah, I just I don't think they do. I mean, there's once he left, like they had to like pretty much rush Metal Gear Solid Five to the finish line, and that's why it was missing like its whole final act. Yeah, well, and yeah. The, the weird thing is, so I, I've played literally every Hideo Kojima game, all of them, Snatcher, uh, Boktai, The Sun Is in Your Hands, everything, and so it's weird to see like all of his creative ideas and then see the first game completely without him. And it is the most bland piece of crap ever. It's like, Oh, this is the world without uh, Kojima. Got it. Yeah. It's pretty clear. He was, he was like the driving force behind the story. Probably not the engine or anything like I'm sure Konami and their internal team developed that, but yeah. without a good story, Metal Gear Solid would have been a really boring game. Probably. I, I do think that there's something interesting happening with it though, because it is at the very least Konami trying to make, some kind of game that they think would appeal to like a hardcore gamer, which it seemed like they were stepping away from that. So obviously the game sounds like it's like super trash. You guys all hate it. I'm sure it sucks ass, but the fact that they're making a metal gear game and they're trying to get into like, Ooh, the online, you know, battle Royale community is really big. So let's try to do this. I, I think that there's just at least something there happening that I find interesting. I mean, coming off of Bomberman, right? So they had Bomberman on the switch, which was like, pretty much a real game and it's supposed to be really good so that's cool and then they come out with this crap game but it's in like a well-established core game series so i just wonder if there's something to them trying to eat themselves back into like making real games again and the only reason that gets me possibly excited even though i am so not cool with konami right now but give me that silent hill and give me that castlevania <laughs> so those things get me really pumped but it's if this thing just falls apart like it sounds like it did like is there any chance of them making so, more games after thank you this. thank like, you chad thank you chad go on <laughs> my my legit theory this is this is my conspiracy theory so put on your tinfoil hats ladies and gentlemen but my conspiracy theory is that they want metal gear survive to bomb that way they convince mm. the investors that they should not make games anymore i think they're purposely forcing a game that they think will do all right and then when it bombs 
that'll make it where they're able to just start licensing it out of like, okay, instead of us making Silent Hill uh, 9 or whatever, we'll just have somebody else make Silent Hill 9 and we'll take 20% off the top. And somebody else will do Metal Gear, somebody else will do Bomberman. Like, I think at this point, they want to be a publishing company with pachinko machines. Mm-hmm. They they should really try to pitch a remaster or a remake of Twin Snakes to Nintendo. They really I, should try to do that. A hundred percent. That's what they should have done. That's what yeah. Metal Gear Survive should have been instead. Is it should have just been like, look, guys, we're proving our worth. Like what what Coalition did. Like a lot of people don't like Coalition. What they did with the. Uh, uh, Gears of War Gears. four, but it was smart of them to start out by make remaking Gears of War one. That was such a smart move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think both of those games turned out really great that they did. So uh, what Daka Daka seventy eight said nine hundred seventeen people are watching this and hit that like button. Don't don't hit the like button, guys. I hate for us to get on trending. That'd be like the worst thing in the world if we got on trending. Yeah, that just kills the mood yeah. if we trend. But really you imagine bad. us being on trending. <laughs> By the way, did y'all see the top comment the last episode is, I don't know why they always complain about being on trending. Wouldn't that be good? It's like, like, yes, you've sunk, you've solved the mystery. (laughs) That's great. I I didn't see that comment. I'll have to go check. (laughs) uh, I I, I voted. I was like, he got us. Yeah, you got this (laughs) upvote. That's great. Um, What were we saying, Rob? Go ahead. Um, About Metal Gear, it's it's interesting because you bring up like, twin snakes and how great it would have been if great game by the way it is a great i've had that since day one on the gamecube it's so freaking good and it's interesting because literally that remake of a another remake probably would be selling better and way better received than this brand new game that they're making and so that's just really telling of like the konami metal gear survive situation it's just like that people would probably rather have a remake of a remake than a brand new game (laughs) <laughs> how sad is that but but think about <laughs> it that, game, that game would look really cool in like the newer engine kind of and portable oh, yeah, on yeah. the switch that would uh, honestly with yeah. how how serious the switch community is for buying games with indie games that game <clears> at 40 bucks or so even at 60 they'd probably be able to get away with it with what we see they'd sell well, a lot of copies well, well that and imagine imagine if they re-recorded some of the audio and stuff and actually brought david Hayter back like show a good sign of faith of being like yeah. look okay we made some mistakes we got the great guys back in the sound booth let's do this like well, they'll really oh, get yeah. some fans on their side they would have to do that because the whole psycho mantis battle relies on it knowing what games you've played mm-hmm. and when they did twin snakes you guys probably know they did that it was like oh you sunshine card double dash do you like you know, <laughs> no one was playing that on the playstation but they did that for the gamecube so they'd have to do that for a switch version but that'd yeah. be awesome but how how is the how is the collection not on the switch it was on the vita like the hd collection oh, yeah, for, yeah. i don't understand how hmm. it's not on the switch at all that makes no sense to me could exclusivity contract or laziness who knows i I mean it's on the 360. yeah but it could have been a thing of they they licensed it for those like 10 consoles at the time and it's like all right time to re-up it and we don't want to yeah i guess i don't know it seems like they're just missing out on money (laughs) they like that would probably sell better than survive (laughs) yeah it would as bad as that sounds it probably would that going over the switch 40 bucks straight up they'd probably make some money I just want a new Silent Hill so bad. You guys, yes. I could cry about how badly I want Silent Same. Hill. I, I own all the Silent Hill soundtracks. I own every Silent Hill game. I've beaten all of them, including like Shattered Memories. Everything. Love Silent Hill so much. Shattered Memories was, is a really underrated game. That's it actually is. Really it is. Good. That's one of it's my cool. favorite Wii games. I know. Yeah, same here. It's it's yeah. fun to play a game that's like, yeah, let's do puzzle horror. Like, you don't really even fight. You just run and solve puzzles, and I love it. Totally. And a really damned good third-party example of Wii Remote gameplay. Like, it yeah. was, they did so, so many cool things with that game. Yeah. 
I ended up becoming, I love that game so much. One of my first posts ever on Game Facts is I went to those forums and said, what other puzzle games are this like physical? Because I like the fact that you would actually like pull locks out and like turn pieces around and stuff. Anybody told me uh, that there wasn't really, it was like the only one. All right, we're yeah. we're spending we're spending too much time on Metal Gear Survive here because I don't Fuck like that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's 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 move on to the NPD results. There was one system in particular that really caught a lot of people's eye. I think really surprised people. But let's let me go down the list. Uh, Switch was number one, Xbox One was two, and then PS4 was three, and the 3DS was fourth. But it was more so the raw numbers that w- were very interesting to people. Uh, by the way, the Nintendo. Altogether, their all their systems, including the Super Nintendo Classic, was 2.6 million. Made up more than half of all hardware sales in December. Uh, the PS4 had a hard time in December. I think that's just because everybody bought one in November for Christmas and they didn't need to buy it in December because of how cheap it was. But the 3DS sold 750,000 units. That's actually up 27% from last year. And we've pretty much all been saying stop focusing on the 3DS, move on to the Switch. But what do you? I mean, what do you guys think about? the 3ds moving 750,000 units in december um and up 27 percent from last year i mean is it it's got to be hard i I assume to walk away from that i think it's awesome yeah yeah i i I mean i I, I, i'm Mm -hmm. i'm on the side with everybody else where i think that they need to back away from developing big games for the 3ds but i think more titles like battle royale like kirby's battle royale would be good for it going forward maybe for like 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 uh I mean, they can put some of their 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 lesser, I guess, not their big AAA type games like a Mario or Zelda. I mean, they could technically do another Zelda, like a top down Zelda. But they, uh, I mean, they could they could go with. I mean, I know people don't want to hear it, but they could put another Animal Crossing on it. <laughs> people <laughs> want Animal Crossing on the Switch, but they could definitely put it there. Uh, but what do you what do you what do you think about this, Rex? Um, to be honest with you, like I have had almost every single special edition for the 3DS that's come out, and I really just don't play it. So. For them to keep developing for it, I mean, I can see why people would want to have like a smaller uh, device to like kind of take it around and things like that. The I just don't really know what's left in terms of games to really do that would like innovate and be uh, different. But I mean, the same old, same old like Pokemon being able to be carried around, but obviously everybody's really excited about that coming to the Switch. Uh, so I mean, maybe if there was like a new uh, IP or something like that that would come to the switch that makes it like unique having the dual screens. Uh, I feel like that is like the only thing that kind of makes it different for me is like that dual screen technology. Otherwise, you know, why not just, you know, focus on the switch, but also like the saying goes, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So I don't really know. Sure. Sure. I mean, a lot of people, I can't imagine Nintendo wants to walk away from the 3ds just yet because yeah. the, while the user base for switch is getting bigger, it's still kind of small compared to the 3ds with 3ds has over 70 million yeah, uh, true. people on it. You know, it's tough. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Sean? Um, 3ds needs to die and go away. Yes. Kill it. Yeah. <laughs> like you can still sell the, the system without making games for it. Like, yeah, sure. It has plenty of games. Just make more uh, 3DS classic, uh, not classics, um, selects or whatever. You know, drop the price of some games. Make a couple bundles to get rid of some of the overstock of systems. It, it's just it's not necessary anymore. Like I, I don't understand why it's why it's still being talked about. Like uh, it sold decent because it was cheap as hell, and you know people are probably buying their second or third one or a, a variant or something. But yeah, I mean I'm just. I'm so over. I haven't touched my 3ds in a long time. And like, yeah, 
I don't Chad, know. I just that says the three guesses is going to die until Pokemon is on the Switch. That's that. I, I tell you, Pokemon is probably the one thing that's keeping people playing the 3DSs right now. Is Pokemon. Once Pokemon makes a jump, people probably won't care as much about the 3DS anymore. True. So yeah, dude, I, yeah. kill it, kill it with fire. I'm going <laughs> to die on that hill, but I'm saying the Switch is now quickly becoming my favorite handheld of all time, and I say that as a person who is obsessed with handhelds. This thing is a revolutionary landmark. Put all your eggs in that basket. I know that's that can be dangerous business-wise, but if that ship is sailing off into the money sunset, hop aboard. It's so weird that they're being like, eh. Did y'all see Marcus Sellers tweeted a rumor that I completely disbelieve, but apparently he said that inter internally Nintendo is talking about doing a 3DS successor to try and make a new handheld device, which... Mm. Yeah, just I, just like I, the DS, just like the DS wasn't going to replace the Game Boy, right? The Game Boys are still going to come. Out. Third pillar. Um, I yeah. see a lot of people or a couple people saying, "How do you ignore a, a base of seventy plus million? It's called moving on. This the yeah. 3DS came out in two thousand eleven, seven years ago. Yeah, and I mean, you're just gonna you're gonna pander to that seventy million forever, like, it's like third parties will. Well, yeah, exactly. well, the whole thing the whole thing is like, look, man, the PS2 sold incredibly well. Eventually, we got a PS3, and that sold really well, too. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are starting to move on from the 3DS to the Switch because it's like, you know, play on this little shitty 240p screen <coughs> or play on this nice, you know, widescreen that's capable of, what, 720, 1080? I don't know. I don't know. Well, shit like and, that. 720, yeah. With, with I mean, Looks a hell of a lot better. What wins me over isn't the graphics, it's not the games, it's that controller. Like, I feel like it's the first handheld I've played that feels like a console on the go. Like, even my Vita, I really love my Vita. I just did a giant Vita video praising it, and even I'm kind of being like, yeah, the 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 controller of the Switch leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just trying to squeeze out that last bit of life from that thing just before they just kind of move all their right. resources over, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna see you're gonna see Atlas localized stuff. They're doing stuff this this year. What Radiant Historia and I know a new Shin Megami game is coming to it. You're gonna see third parties localize and move stuff over and play. It's probably cheap to develop for the 3DS anyway. Oh, of course, yeah. I would um, think so. Yeah, so. I feel so like HD graphics. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> well, that has, to, that has to be such a, a good thing for development costs, and people will still buy those. You know, those weird Atlas games and those uh, Nice America games. It's like. I don't care about what third parties do. If they want to continue to support the thing, that's great. I don't want to see Nintendo release more than like three or four games for the thing this year. Do you, like, do you know what happened I the last time? You know that, is exactly uh, do you know what happened the last time we were talking about the 3DS dying and we were like, they should move on? You know what happened? I was watching, I remember this, I was watching Shane from ReRes talk about how they need to move on to the Switch. And you know what happened while he was talking on stream about this? The 2DS XL got announced <laughs> while he yeah. was on stream talking about it. And I was laughing so hard at this. Uh, uh, Sean Ryan says, I think the only reason the PS2 lasted so long was because the PS3 uh, didn't sell well at first. Yeah, I mean, there's always overlap. I mean, how long was the 360 mm -hmm. around while the Xbox One was on the market? It's because they want to make yeah. this transition. So Nintendo is still making their transition, and it probably will continue through the second year of the Switch. I think that there's something to be safe for, like, to, something to be said for like those weird anomalies though like the ps2 was an anomaly and one of the things like like he's saying the ps3 like not selling well at first is part of it but also the software kept the ps2 relevant and like the 3ds has kind of been into that same sort of situation like i um, i honestly wonder like i want them to move away from it too like as from a development standpoint and a game standpoint 
But I'm willing to bet that Nintendo probably also wants to, and they're probably just as surprised they sold, you know, three quarters of a million of them as well. So maybe they're yeah. just sitting there like, uh, well, now what? Because people are still buying them. And I mean, yeah. I like Sean, I'm totally with you. I think they're going to release probably like three first party games in 2018. And it's it's got to be done by next year. I just feel like it. And I love it. So I'm not like clamoring for it to die. But it seems like they can't they can't keep doing it. But, yeah. you know, if, any, if, anything, it, so. if anything, what they would do is release a budget model to go further down, even to 100 bucks, just a regular size. Three DS is, though, you mean like more yeah. budget than the 2DS, maybe like or? make the screens to how they used to be on the old 3DS where they were smaller yeah. and maybe get it down to 100 bucks. That's yeah, probably that's the only thing. I don't think they're going to make a full blown successor because then yeah. if they're going to make but, it more powerful, it might just turn into this. A clamshell look, here's what they're going to do. They're going to make it out of cardboard. It's going to be 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With glasses like the, like the <laughs> google cardboard glasses thing oh man that's great uh yeah i don't i don't think there's a i mean could be wrong i don't think there's a successor for the 3ds coming that that seems counterintuitive i still early i 100 believe we're gonna get a a, a switch mini but i yeah. think 3ds is done oh there's definitely gonna be a revision on the switch that's uh, i think that's pretty clear it's, it's everybody does it PlayStation does it, you know, Microsoft, everyone revises their systems and releases again. That's um, the big so. hot thing nowadays, man. Yeah. So. Them consoles. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move on. What do you guys think about the Fable rumor? Revival for Fable. Yes. Yes. Think about this. Awesome. Yes, yes. Rumor comes from Eurogamer. Playground, actually developers of Forza Horizon 3, is in charge of Fable. Over 200 developers have been brought in to create it, and they're starting from scratch, so they won't be taking anything from the previous fables it's like a full reboot apparently of fable and they get to do it themselves but we might not see it for a couple of years and it kind of made me think just just kind of thinking about it maybe this is a, a a title for the next xbox whether it's a launch title or a first year title that they show off uh but what do you guys think about this fable room do you think it's actually happening Eurogamer seems pretty much it's happening you know it's going on right now yeah uh, what do you guys think about playground taking the helm of that it's a very cool and the the main note that's crossed my desk is that they're tr that the the main goal of this is to make it open world but apparently the previous games they liked oh, the fact they. that they were so narrow like where you go to an area you kill a boss you get some nice story you find some funny items you move on so apparently it sounds like this time they're trying to make funny skyrim and since forza has dealt with so many giant gorgeous open worlds we i don't know i'm very 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 optimistic i'd love yeah, to see I'm, them do like some kind of co-op uh with the gameplay for sure yeah that, that would previous. be exciting, but it might bring up like really bad memories of the one, the Legends game they were trying to make. That multiplayer <laughs> sure. game that wanted. But yeah. it, it, it probably could work if it was like an optional thing where like the game could be as epic and huge and badass as you want with just you, or you can have like a drop in, drop out co op. I, I could see that that working. That would be pretty cool. But yeah, I'm I'm all into this rumor, man. I I like I super love Fable. It's like a total like guilty pleasure for me. Fable mm -hmm. Two is such an underrated game. I don't care what anyone freaking says that game was so good even if the last boss battle was the dumbest thing anyone's ever played. Yeah. And so I love the idea of Microsoft, like finally trying to say, Hey, like we need, we need IPs. We have some IPs and we've been making really shit decisions with these IPs. So let's take one of the good ones and make it good again. And the whole re if it's a remake or not, I mean, that's, that's kind of a tricky thing. And then what console it comes out for, like it could be great to sell people on the X, but they've got to be making a new Xbox sooner than later. So it probably makes sense for like a launch title. I mean, they, they couldn't even have a launch title for the X. So I feel like they should probably just start planning now for that next Xbox. And I think Fable could be like a really good game 
to kind of do so. So I just, I just hope it's real. I, I believe it and I just hope that it's good. And I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm pumped. So. Mm -hmm. You think you think it's cool to bring in a team that's so used to doing racing games? Like, I mean, they know what they're doing with open world games, you know, with Forza Horizon and everything. They've they've worked on stuff in the past like that. So, that's I mean, a you... tough call. I mean, I I just feel like if if you have any talent at handling assets and making them good gameplay mechanics, then probably. But I also I personally don't know that I could say for sure that that that's going to translate well. Like open world, but while driving might be way is probably definitely way different than open world while fighting and leveling up and collecting XP and marrying people and having kids and then fighting Kings and whatever. So it's tough well, to say, you know, I mean, I, I feel like they could be trying to gamble the same way PlayStation did is PlayStation put a lot of money behind guerrilla games, making a giant flagship shooter series and then making horizon zero dawn. So to me, this has that faint whiff of the fact that they're trying to take that magic and go, okay, this is the studio of ours that is making us the most consistent money. Let's see if we can recycle that and turn that into uh, uh, our own big epic game. Yeah, Forza Horizon 3 is actually a really good game. Yeah, Hot Wheels yeah. expansion is awesome. <laughs> Fab yeah. Fable to me is literally um, the, the hot chick you follow on Instagram. And she uses all the filters <laughs> well. And they're like, yeah, th this, this chick's pretty hot. And then like you slide in her DMs and you're like, yo, what's good? And then you end up chilling with her. And like you meet her and you're like, damn you don't have any filters on in real life and you're kind of average like that is fable to me. <laughs> from a distance from from the pr from the promotion of it it sounds great it's and always always every time a new fable comes out it's going to be the greatest fable of all time you're going to be able to do anything i'm peter molyneux and then it just it doesn't ever live up to expectations it's always a disappointment to me and well, did, did you like the first one yeah, kind of. I mean, okay. I mean, for the time on the original Xbox compared to what else was around it, it but I, it was just it was like I follow, I follow games in the development cycle, and when you know you're supposed to be talked about, you know, when you, when you say, um, you know, this is going to be in the game, and this is going to be in the game, we're going to have this in the game, and then when you get the game, and this, that, and the other isn't in there, it's like, uh. or, or it is in there, and it's so minor. Well, it's not well yes, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, right there, Evan nailed it. Is because everything he talked about was in the game, but. Yeah. It's, so I read all the development stuff and back when it was called Project Ego. I remember he'd be like, yeah. you will have a warrior from a small child raised into an ultimate man. The scars he gets throughout his life will remain forever. And it's like, uh, sort of. Like, you do play as a kid and then you do play <laughs> as an adult. It's like, yeah, but that, that's Molyneux's MO at this point with any game he puts out. So He's then should that it be weird... good that they have a new uh, studio and everything working on it? New developers? Uh, yeah. it be yeah, good then? But it's all about how it's directed, though, maybe. and what decisions they make. Yeah, you know? maybe, but then why call it Fable? You just make up a whole other name and just go for an actual RPG. People at least know Fable, you know? I mean, the name carries a lot. I mean, we see it with yeah. any For me, it, for me, it doesn't order. carry positive connotations, though. I'd rather play <laughs> yeah. a whole other game. For the, for the Xbox community, I think it does, though. They're like, yeah. oh, cool, Fable. Just like how they they get excited about Gears, or but, I get excited <laughs> about Halo, even though I didn't like Halo 4 or 5. I'm looking forward to 6. I mean, obviously, looking at the... Uh, the podcast notes um obviously xbox you know diehards will buy anything so jesus christ yeah. <laughs> i will say i have a really funny story about the first fable 2 talking about that game because that that was i liked the first fable 2 but it was super controversial because it didn't live up and when that game was releasing like 2004 or whatever i was working for gamestop as an assistant manager uh back in the glory days of the sixth generation and i remember fable which, was so which year was that which year was that that was I worked there from 2002 to 2005, so like almost oh, wow. the entire okay, yeah. six six gens. So Very I sold cool. more GameCubes for Nintendo than Nintendo sold. 
I was like, you don't want that PS2 shit. Buy a GameCube. It's way cooler. Um, but, but so Fable was like, it was a big deal. You guys probably remember there was so much hype and promotion oh, yeah. and everything like Max, you were just saying about how they were hyping up what you could do. And I want to say a week or two before that game came out, we got an email communication, which back in 04, we had to print out on that old garbage printer paper <laughs> with like the circles on the side or whatever. So we had, and we have to read our email for the morning. And this huge thing came in all about Fable. And it was like, warning, tell every customer who's buying or reserving Fable, you know, in this bullet point list of like 20 things that are not going to live up to everything that had been promised for two years. We had to literally have conversations with everyone who wanted to buy Fable. Oh, yeah, you want Fable? Okay, great. By the way, it won't do anything that they've been promising to you. It was a big (laughs) deal for GameStop. Warning people about it. Can I I, I, it? Still good. Like you can do all of this, and now they can't, and they feel like they were lied to by GameStop. Yeah, it was so, so <laughs> su- super short, funny thing. I, I was doing research for a video that I ended up not writing about game developers who went insane, and I found out that about seventy-five percent of the way through the development of Fable, uh, they got hacked. A sixteen-year-old kid somehow got into their internal database and copied the entire game. So he basically had an early build of the game. He was the only person in the world who did this, and it included stuff that they removed from the final game, like the ability to kill children. So he sent a screenshot to them of these kids all chopped up, basically being like trying to blackmail the company, and they just like what? freaked out, and they ended up tracking this kid's IP figuring out what his school was and sending oh. pictures to him back of his school, like stuff Damn. that nowadays would be so illegal. That's hardcore, man. They were so freaked out. They're like, if these screenshots get out, our game is sunk. We have to ship this. So they literally just started threatening this kid. Be like, you want to play? You want to play? Like, oh my God. He's like 30 year old programmers being like, you little bitch. (laughs) Oh man. So I, I don't, we'll have to wait a while. Apparently it's going to be a couple of years. Like uh, we're thinking two to three. Um, We'll see a token. It might be, I think it might be breathing into your mic a little bit. I think it might be you. Am I? Could be me. All right, Sean. I was trying no, to no breathing. Sean's mic is right next to his nose. I was trying to figure out. People were asking Sean to breathe. I was trying to figure out. I was trying to watch yeah, the uh, the little the little noise things that tell me when people are talking. And I was Sean, like, too much breathing, dude, Sean. I'm, I'm not gonna run this. It might be it might be Sean next. Now that I'm hearing you guys together. Oh <laughs> uh, man, it's all right, Sean. It's all right. <laughs> Joe Kagan. <laughs> uh let's uh let's let's move on here you guys uh you guys ever thought about making an nes game before actually uh, yes kind of yes? thought about it okay have you got have any guys heard of nes maker yeah yep okay uh sean i watched you, 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 you okay there you go uh sean, sean did you um did you talk to them at any of the conventions or anything uh no but i i know the guy that's doing it um he was actually at he was actually a fucking retro world expo showing NES maker. And I didn't realize it, which kind of pisses me off because I would have stopped by his booth. I thought he was just showing off the, the mystic searches. Well, game. Originally they built a game, but they built an, an engine to build the game. Right. And then they started right. to realize that the engine was worth more than their game. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's essentially what it was. Uh, they, they weren't programmers. Um, so they made this, had this program sort of made and they helped make it to, you know, plug and play NES stuff. And then they realized, you know, this is actually pretty cool. You know, maybe we'll, we could do something more with it and people could create their own games. And like that Kickstarter went insane. Like, um, they hit every stretch goal and then they added one more stretch goal. I don't know if they've hit that one yet. 
Um, I'm looking right now. Yes, they've hit all of their goals now, even the extended stretch goals. So they're going to have – They have the music maker now. Yep, they got music maker. They got one hundred and one thousand wow. dollars. Yeah, they are at one hundred and one thousand dollars right now. Wow, with twenty-two I mean, days to go. Yeah, and that's cool because honestly, I was gonna get it, but I wanted the shooter module because I felt like that'll probably be one of the easier style of games to make than like a full-on adventure game or something. But yeah. now that the shooter module is out there, it's like okay, you know, I'm gonna snag this now. It's only you know after shipping a hundred bucks for everything you need to make the games yeah so. to token it's still open you can still back it yeah it's okay still, yeah just letting you know i saw you in chat you can still back it um it's it's still open you could you feel free to pop in and just cut sean off it's not a big deal um, yeah, that's yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i've been i've been looking are they are they making the I've rounds actually, of too many games this year sean, uh, sean i actually want to talk to them see what they i'm i'm on. sure joe will be there um okay. it's it's joe granado and um yeah, he he does like every con. Yeah. Ever. I, so so I, sure I, I played some that was almost exactly like that, but this is called Super Retro Maker. And I played this, and it, uh, instead of being everything, it's six pre built modes, basically. So you make like Mega Man, Castlevania, uh, Contra levels, but it's it's same exact thing except different. And they're also doing it on Kickstarter. That's why I was confused because this is literally the exact same freaking thing, just like different different team. What do you, what do you think? What do you think about that token? The, the NES maker. All right. Did we lose him? <laughs> Token! <laughs> you dropped the ball. Back. Token mute guy. You guys are talking to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually thinking of like game concepts for like a year now, oh, and cool. it, this is perfect for me. Oh, okay. See, I was trying to figure that, out if there were people who had... Style. Yes, I was trying to figure out if there were a lot of people who probably had ideas, but couldn't like bring it together because you have to design it through assembly so token this sounds like this might be like right up your alley it is it is i i don't know how to code and that would for, for me especially even in like game maker even game maker wouldn't be enough for me so this is perfect yeah yeah and there's actually whole videos out on how they do it too it shows them like going through building a game and everything and it's all drag and drop and the most the, the best thing about it is now that they hit all their goals is that they're going to have modules and essentially there's um five different modules there's the adventure model the platform module the rpg brawler and shooter and so it'll be like streamlined you can choose which module you you want to as sort of like your baseline for the game and then you could just plug and play shit into there like i know i know a couple people that have actually tried it and they said it's it's actually very um, easy and very user friendly, so uh, it could exactly. be very cool. It'll be good for the homebrew community at least. Yeah, when we were at um, yeah. Retro World, I was stopped by his booth, and he like went through like a pretty detailed. Um, he actually like went in and like started making like characters and like environments right in front of me, uh, and it it looks really really sick. <clears throat> oh, the mouse, the Mouseketeer, uh, uh, wants to know who Rax is. That's uh, me, Evan, Evan. Do you have his channel <laughs> still that he can drop in there for the Mouseketeer? I I believe so. Yeah. Cool. Tell you what, Mouseketeer, Evan will drop that in there for you. I think Thanks, that, that's uh, that's actually token gamer. Let me get Raxed as well. Yeah, drop them put both in there. You know. Oh, I, I think Good what's shit. most interesting to me is is the entire YouTube channels they're going to be based around this. Like there were some YouTube channels that straight up are just Mario Maker channels. So it's fun yeah. to think that there's going to be NES Maker channels. That's going to be like yeah. that to me is more interesting than me even playing it is already imagining the community that's going to build itself around that. And what's great is Nintendo can't copyright any of it because people are making Nintendo games. That's and that's true. pretty cool. 
That's true. Well, you know what? You want to know what the best part is? Is uh, it's completely hardware compatible, which means uh, I think there's a tier. You could buy them yourself. I actually have one here. It's a kazoo programmer. You can actually pop a blank cartridge in, which you can also buy. I, I got this on uh, Infinite Lives, and you don't have to solder anything because when I would build repros, you have to solder everything. You don't have to solder anything for this. So you actually plug this in through USB, and then you pop your cartridge in, and then it programs it. Wow. So, and then you pop that it in your super NES. Rad. That is super, super cool. I have a, oh, a yeah, I see it. It's the NES $88 tier. Yeah, uh, or you can just buy them. If you go on, uh, what is this, infinitelives.com, you can also buy the blank cartridges. Uh, infinite live, uh, InfiniteNESLives.com. That's where they get these from. Uh, a very cool site. I've been I've been going there for a long time, um, since back in the day when we were designing repros all the time for the store. But uh, you can actually design your game on the computer, and then you flash it, and because it, it'll it'll test everything before it flashes it, and then you can actually play it right on your NES or your Retron or whatever. Yep. I love this because I know somebody will end up making a brand new Metroid game, and I cannot wait. <laughs> it's not going to be <laughs> Samus Metroid, but it's going to be like I know someone's going to make that exact same kind of like sci-fi backtracking 2d side-scrolling game like in the vein of metroid like axiom verge i'm all about a new a new game like that so did I you play rogue dawn no i haven't heard of that one you haven't played metroid rogue dawn is that is that like what's well, probably one of the fan ones i guess like it's uh, no 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 not one it is the the fan uh, one like this, <laughs> this is like this is like top tier like i'm gonna look that shit up yeah metroid like rogue dawn yeah, you you need to you need to go ahead and play that. Like it's it's yeah. next level shit. Honestly, if you got a kazoo and you get uh uh and like a blank cartridge, you can flash anything to it. You can flash like ROM images to it too. Technically, oh <laughs> yeah, sweet. it's still using like eight bit style. Yeah, game. dude. Like this, it's it, it's uh they made NES carts of it, but I think I there just was saw like... pictures of that too. Actually, yeah, yeah. Darn, that's amazing. Yeah, it's legit, dude. Yeah, there's if you go to ROM hacking, there's all kinds of really cool patch. Actually, it was ROM hacking now. I think they're still up. Yeah, uh, no, ROM hacking's still up. Okay, I remember they went down at one point, and I think it was just some joke or something. I don't know, but they have some really cool patches if you go on there. I uh, just want every game to be like this game. That's just what I want. Like all games should just become what this Metroid game is right here, and that'd make me happy for all time. I was thinking about so like cool. like maybe some people take existing games and then demake them like i had that final yeah. fantasy 7 nes game that i played I uh, well, yeah something like that right maybe they go back and they take the, their rpg module and they remake a newer final fantasy or they remake well, and that makes know, me whatever uh, it makes me think of the thing from uh the ubisoft guy recently who showed that they were making like a 2d wind waker that was like a yeah. retelling of the gamecube wind waker but again and it was on the game boy and it was Game Boy Pants, yeah. I Game saw Boy that. so it's like kind of the same idea. And that never released, but apparently it was like being made. Well, so that kind you, of stuff is cool. Did you ever see Resident Evil NES? Have you ever seen that? Yes, they have one oh. on the Genesis too. Hold on, I got a cool yeah. Resident Evil. Let me grab it. Oh man, I'm all about <laughs> the Resident Evil. And it's not Sweet Home, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> it was a, somebody remade Resident Evil 1 scene by scene uh, on the NES because in China, the NES just kept selling so well, so the Chinese hackers kept making weird bootleg games like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Do they still have, like, the door loading and all that kind of stuff? Yep, 100%. Really? And it That's was, amazing. The, ma the map is the same. Puzzles still operate the same, but they use the shooting system, I think, from Gaiden, so it has, like, the weird, like, shoot bar. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I would love to see that. <clears throat> So this is the best. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best Resident <laughs> Evil. Resident Evil Game Boy Color. Yeah, we're just talking about oh, that. I love right. it. Oh no, no, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, the unreleased one. Yeah. Oh, that's unreleased. Yeah. Um, some team like 
Who did I buy this from? Oh, this is it's a dump of a ROM, uh, romhacking.net mm. thing. Um, did you get that at too many games? Yes, I did. I actually know who you bought it from, actually. Who did <laughs> I buy it from? I don't oh, remember. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm trying to remember their name. 8-bit something, or no, not 8-bit. I'm trying to remember Super Repro or something. I, I know who that is, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, know who that yeah is. I actually played this. It, it kicks ass. They were, trying to, they were trying to get my secrets for how I built Star Fox 2 so easily. Well, I yeah. Oh, okay. Trying to get Dude, my I love that kind of like Resident Evil is this weird, like, it's one of my favorites freaking series. And it's weird because there are so many weird games that exist just like that one, even though that yeah. one's like not official. They did so much weird shit with Resident Evil throughout the decades. And I and more than half of it's really terrible, but I just love yeah. that all that like, stuff is out there. I, I always tell people about the gun survivor series where here we got survivor. Resident Evil Dead Aim. We got Dead Aim and Survivor, but they just kept yeah. making them in Japan. So they got Dead Survivor uh, Gun Survivor 2, which was Code Veronica. So they made a full first person shooter remake of Code Veronica on PS2. And then they did it for uh, like after a while, they did it for Dino Crisis. They remade Dino Crisis 2 as a first person shooter as well. Like, hmm. That's so weird. So weird. I remember I like I, I think I learned doing repros, Evan, because we wanted to play that Gundam game. <laughs> yeah, we that was literally the only reason. It was an uh, endless stool. See, uh, see that uh, Gintoki <laughs> Cruz says, "What about an NES DIY near game?" That's the thing. There you go. You get the NES Maker, and you can pretty much make it if you well, want. They, uh, they had that Atari yeah. Halo game. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can make technically make anything if you really try. What you we put saying, your Sean? mind to it, kids. <laughs> What were you saying? Um, Learning lessons. I, I like I like the, the Dead Aim and Survivor game. Like they, they right? Weren't, they weren't great, well, but I mean, for what they were, they were interesting deviations. Like they're, they're cool. The American version. I hate that the American version of Survivor got changed at the last minute. Because remember, originally, what you were supposed to do is you put the a light gun into controller port two, and then you walk with controller point one, and then you shoot at the screen. But at the last minute. Columbine happened, and they were too afraid of making a game where you just walk from room to room shooting people. So they're like, "Oh, let's just." Uh... Yeah. But yeah, you guys will be able to technically, if you get the NES maker, you and some friends can actually build a game you can technically sell too. Like you actually build a fully retail you know, yeah. game that you could sell. So that's actually really cool. The problem is like, where are they gonna? Because this is the problem with Steam. We keep talking about how it's inundated with crappy games, and there's a lot of engines that Steam sells as well. So. Well, apparently, right like, here, you can you can actually pledge ten thousand dollars, and they'll build your game for you. That's fun. That's so nice of them, mm. right? But like, how much shovelware <laughs> are we gonna get? It's gonna be interesting to see. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you'll. I think programming an NES game still is gonna be undeniably more difficult than something like Steam, and I don't think necessarily the tools will be as accessible, even with this. Um, you know, you're still like, are you going to have really that many people wanting to make, you know, a shitty game for the NES just to make it? I don't think, I don't think it'll be quite as, quite as bad or anything, but I think what could be its saving grace too, building off of that is the fact that people doing this are like passionate about it. They're like, so like, I, we just love the NES. We want to create something that, you know, that reminds us of those games. So like probably less people out there just to make a quick buck. They're doing it because they, they love the NES. So I'm not, be. I'm, I'm not like looking to create any games. I'm not really a big creator, but I'm curious. Are any of you guys interested in the NES maker? Like actually making a game with it? Uh, I know, well, I know token you are right. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're, you're probably, you're probably signing up for that. Like now while we're on the podcast, but uh, yeah. uh, what about, what about the, what about everyone else? What do you guys I, think? 
I might make something just to make something, just to try it out. I think it'd be interesting. Uh, if nothing else, I've really been kind of getting interested in the programming side of gaming. And although I probably, I want to make a game in many, many years from now, but I think it'd be fun just to challenge myself and see, can I even make a character walk around a room? Can I replicate a Final Fantasy One battle? Like, how hard was that to make? So I don't know if I'd ever complete it, but it might be fun to at least stick my fingers in the toolkit like tool around with it for a bit yeah, yeah. i'm a i'm i'm a lazy bastard and i don't <laughs> like making my games so that's why uh like mario maker didn't really appeal to me too much even though it's a really great game minecraft was never interesting to me i'm just like i don't want to make my games i want my games well to be dude you get mario maker you have an infinite number of levels totally it's it's it is good to play because you can just turn it on and play but i didn't i never made one level in that game <laughs> i never made a damn thing i was like there's too much shit to play i don't need to make stuff i don't i don't have the time it's just like not interesting to me so same same so I, yeah. is there gonna be like a community for this where people can like share their games I think so. Yeah, I think there. If I somebody think, doesn't make it, there will be one. Someone will yeah. make it. There'll be a right. subreddit. There'll be a forum. There'll be something. They're gonna, um, they're gonna put it on uh, uh, the one of those ROM sites. I'm sure. Well, apparently, thirty six bucks. Take care of themselves. Thirty six bucks gets the, the software, and that's being delivered August twenty eighteen. So it's not. It's actually not that far away for Kickstarter terms. That's not far away. <laughs> Kickstarter right. terms. No. It's like ah, oh, we'll see you in three years with it. Maybe, maybe, but that's not too bad. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's, I think their engine's pretty much done. They're just making it user friendly and able to just be delivered in like an EXE or, or an install yeah. file or whatever. Yeah, so, it's pretty much all done. Yeah, because um, they've been using it. But what do you think, Evan? Are you gonna build an NES game? Well, not through that. I mean, if it if it comes down to it, and I do eventually want to make something, because you and I have talked so much in the past about making random games. Everybody talks about making a game. Though. Yeah, but there's there's so <laughs> many better engines for more modern things that can still achieve retro style looks, but could have more mechanics for. Let's say if I want to do a side scroller beat 'em up, probably gonna have more function there than with this type of engine. So uh, it, it's definitely one of those things where it's for the love, but I don't really need it. <laughs> I've, I've always secretly dreamed of doing a uh, scene for scene remake of Ninja Guide in Black, but with Chuck Norris and just like having all the sound effects be lines from Chuck Norris movies like you can't mess with the bear claws. Well, well with this, I wonder what if it can convert, like if you could just dump Ninja Gaiden into it and then start changing out all the little sprites and stuff, make your own pretty, game. If you're pretty sweet. All right, everybody get ready for uh, Chuck Norris Puncher Hunter. <laughs> well, the people from NES Maker want me to check out a beta build i will i will check it out just just for fun i, I won't build ninja guy with chuck norris though i'll let max do that appreciate you not stealing my idea Pat yeah no i'm not stealing your idea <laughs> <laughs> uh let's uh do you guys want to move on we got a couple more topics before we can do some q a from the yeah, yeah. from the uh the crowd here uh fire engine is now compatible with uh with the switch it's uh sony it's actually sony's free engine you can use it for games and you see it with a lot of smaller games although uh, Danganronpa, I believe, was built with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and Dragon Quest Builders was also built with this engine. But it's Sony's engine. Now it works with the Switch, which means you can see a lot of these games probably ported over. It's kind of a smaller bit of news, but I thought it was kind of cool to see this. And I mean, more engines that go to the Switch, the more likely you're going to see games because they can just port them over without too much issue because the same engine exists there. What do you guys, what do you guys think about this? I mean, that's probably why Dragon Quest Builders was there. But mm -hmm. uh, Max, you actually played a lot of Danganronpa, right? I've beaten all the dang I beat all the dang and rompas except for uh, Despair Girls. No, I beat Despair Girls. I, there was one I didn't beat, but uh, yeah, and that is a really good engine, especially the the way they utilized it in Dang and Rampa Three. A lot more motion, a lot more like uh, 
very fluid cutscenes, backgrounds had a lot, a lot of activity. So almost no load time. So I don't know. It's an engine that if people start utilizing it, um, I'm just curious. We, we're seeing, I feel like a lot of Switch games right now kind of fall into two categories. They're either really gorgeous or really indie. And I feel like new engines like this can start to carve out that double A space. Hey, Hotline uh, Hotline Miami's built on it. Get that oh, yeah. well, dude, Or the first it. two Legends of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel was on it too. Yeah, oh, wow. Falcon games. <laughs> My question uh, is how augmented were the engines for that? Because I know two of the companies that use it have them heavily augmented. And if the engine's been kind of re-Frankenstein, does it still work? Uh, Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remaster was built on it too. Yeah, Gravity Rush, but that's a Sony property. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking it kind of it shows off the capabilities of the engine, though. I think, right? I mean, John? Square I Square is all about moving Final Fantasy now to anything. So maybe, you, maybe yeah. you see ten, ten, two HD remaster on the Switch. I don't know. I feel like the, I mean, like at this point, like the more engines and assets and things like this that are available for the Switch, it's just a good thing. I mean, it's it's. I know we kind of joked about like the the Steam situation with all those engines and and everything earlier, but I feel like it's just it's it's going to be different because Nintendo has for so long struggled to get this kind of support for these kinds of aspects of the video game industry. So, hey, another engine makes another group of games or gameplay types possible. And even like Max, you said, good point, like with like the double A space and mm -hmm. or the double A kind of like visuals and engines, like if it makes that stuff possible, then then that's I just think that's a good thing. Like at this point, the more things Nintendo can put in its corner, the better. Mm -hmm. And they're able to do that now because the Switch has been like such a hit. So I, I think it's cool. It's good news, you know, as far as I can tell. Very good. Very good. Uh, any other comments on that? It wasn't as big of a topic, uh, but I thought I'd throw it in there just because it's another engine. Um, the other one, the next one's actually a, a pretty good topic, I think. And I know Sean, I heard Sean kind of talk about it earlier. Because Sean's going to freak <laughs> out. We got it. <laughs> uh, to, to Sean's dismay, PUBG crossed 3 million on the Xbox One. And now people are trying to figure out if Microsoft should just try to acquire Blue Hole and uh, PUBG mm -hmm. altogether. Just to come behind mean, PUBG. I think what you mean is Game of the Year nominee PUBG. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very not... prestigious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the reason people are wondering this is because Microsoft was willing to pay out $2.5 billion for Minecraft, which, by the mm -hmm. way, Minecraft crossed 144 million units sold, by the way, the other day. Yeah, I saw your tweet uh, about that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, I mean, is this it? Is this something Microsoft can get? And the big question would they keep it on the Xbox or would they look to move it to as many platforms as possible, like they did with Minecraft? I feel like that would be the smarter thing to do. Maybe. I. It, it is the smarter thing to do, but I think that they're going to try and lock it down, like pay for exclusivity. Um, I've been watching a lot of interviews lately with Brendan Green, Player Unknown, and uh, hearing about the internal development of Blue Hole Entertainment and how small that is, it really makes me sad. It makes it sound like something that, it's, that uh, Microsoft should jump on, like acquire it for a couple hundred million dollars just to make sure it doesn't get away because this game is still selling it's still accelerating and i've been playing it a ton on uh on xbox one and now i i even bought a shirt of uh winter winter chicken dinner so yeah rax was <laughs> saying he was playing on the pc yep yeah so how do you like it on there is it does it run all right for you and everything i mean i have uh i've seen both of them in action compared to the xbox one it is it, a big improvement but it still has its own like flaws um, the rubber banding is like a serious issue. Yeah. God, I hate that. Both problems. Like you'll you'll be dropping down with your parachute, then like next minute you know you're like 400 feet away from where you thought you were gonna land. 
Um, sometimes you'll just get like fall damage. It's like really insane. So, I mean, if they get more money from uh, Microsoft to fix problems like that or just build a bigger team to, uh, you know, kind of put some more time and effort into the game because it, it really does need that like TLC, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can bring in. The, I mean, they had the Gear Studio help out just to get it on the Xbox. So, I mean, True. if they acquire them, they could pretty much do whatever they want with it at that point. You know, they could actually move yeah. some of those people into the studio with them. Um, but I think Microsoft could absolutely walk in and just buy them if they really wanted to. And honestly, they, they could even be in talks. That might be why we haven't heard anything about the PS4, but they haven't outright said it's an Xbox exclusive yet. Yeah, it's kind of weird because they basically be picking they'd be picking up a competitor, the bigger competitor to a project they're working on now, uh, Darwin Project, which is probably just going to vanish. But yeah. if just, they get PUBG, it will. Yeah, <laughs> that studio will start working on PUBG tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, what do you what do you think, it's Sean? I see you kind of grimacing over there. Okay, so now we. <laughs> how the fuck? If 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 you if you think you're gonna land here and then you land 400 feet away, sounds like a piece of shit game to me. Doesn't it? A game that doesn't function on its core basic so mechanics. Play, so play it. No, I don't need to. I refuse. I'll play Fortnite. You know, that's, Fortnite. A, that's a very small part of like what what's going yeah, wrong. You know what I, I mean? Like it's a, a problem. It's annoying that there's so much more going wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Evan, Evan is a PC gamer. Evan straight up said the game is not that good. So it's ridiculous for Ooh, like, okay. That's just that's well, just I, unfortunately hundreds of millions of people that are, are trying to get in on this must all be wrong. It's one of those things where it is doing something no other game is doing. So you can hate it, but I'm just saying it is a very successful game. And that's what why I'm saying good. It may have that's problems, like but it has like a lot of potential. It's like saying the Backstreet Boys are a great band because they're successful, but there's, no, you know, no, I, are they really that good? I, okay. They're amazing. All of these people would not be buying a unique experience if the unique experience sucked. So that's why I'm saying it's really important that somebody try and buy that. So an interesting thing Brendan Green has talked about is they're actually trying to basically copyright battle royale that's something they're trying to do right now at blue hole so if they trying do copyright it based on the word that the movie that it's being no, no, no. <laughs> they're trying to copyright the game type of specifically jumping out of a plane with no weapons to pick up a, on an it's, island cover that is basically. smart that is a really and those kinds yeah. of things happen in the entertainment industry all yes the time. and if they do that then it's even more vital because at that point they're the only people in the race like you think they're, they're going to be able to do that though i mean there are already a bunch of games already a bunch of games already out there with it they're currently in talks to do it, but the whole thing when it comes to copywriting something like that is you got to be so specific. Mm-hmm. It's one of those weird mm-hmm. things where it's got to be like like Pokemon. I'm, I swear to you, Pokemon probably has a copyright for getting balls to capture monsters that learn four spells. You know, I yeah. bet that they have that way. Nobody can just swoop in and copy it. So, well, couldn't like Fortnite give them weapons before or a stick before they jump out or something, and then that would get around right exactly right <laughs> or, you know uh resident evil 4 when they brought resident evil 4 to uh ps2 they had to legally change it 10 percent. so they just changed everybody's shoes and then oh yeah like, two new costumes sales are not indicative of a good game though no i'm saying a good game is, is indicative true. of sales that- I think both both no, true though. No. Both. So so no. music was a great game because it sold four million copies. I, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate because I do love this game and I do play it a lot despite its flaws. It is improving quickly, so I'm just like, fascinated like to watch it take off. You like it more than Fortnite? Uh, they're very different. I would say yes, though. I would say. Uh, on if the like so, rid of its building function, I'd love it way more. So, uh, the building function is cool. I would say Fortnite 
better with friends. PUBG is more fun to me alone. I, the the stress of PUBG of sitting on a bridge with a sniper rifle and taking out people and like actually winning a match of PUBG is infinitely more rewarding than any other multiplayer shooter I've ever played. So that's why I understand that it sells like crazy. Okay, okay. Uh, but they they have a lot of, there's a lot they need to figure out on it though. I mean, it doesn't yeah, well. well. Yeah. The, the biggest thing is it's just one of those things of, of it's a, it's blowing up too fast. It reminds me of early World of Warcraft. They weren't expelling, expecting to sell 2 million copies that fast. And so mm -hmm. their servers just couldn't keep up and they had to rewrite all the code to connect to servers. They're having that right now at Blue Hole of being like, okay, people like our game. How can we make them play it? Yeah, but See, the, I, I mean, the sad thing is it runs on Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't oh, yeah, look I like it, but... Which is yeah, like I a know. pretty easy <laughs> engine to use, I think, right? That's like an easy to develop for engine, right? It should be, yeah. But, I mean, he he pretty much just made it himself, pretty much, didn't he? It's a mod. Oh, yeah. So, well, no, no, no. So he made the mod, and then uh, Blue Hole hired him to finish the uh, prototype they made. So uh, what I'm okay. so confused on is is maybe if that game just got like too big for its britches too fast, is that maybe what's happened with the? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, I've never they, played it. I have no interest in playing it. So I'm just kind of curious. I've just this phenomenon is like really weird to me. Their so their know. goal was to sell five million copies the first year, and I think they've sold over thirty million the first year. And isn't it still like not? It's not finished though, right? Isn't that the whole? It's like urban. It, no, it's early they got its technical. Like it's technically a finished and released game, but well, it, it, it is okay. released. It is released it now on, on PC. Go. On PC, it's 1.0. Xbox, it's got a long way to go. It's, yeah. That's so weird to me. Like it's such a. And I, I'm not. I'm not even hating on the game. I'm just. I'm just. I just have no kind of dog in the fight. But it's just. It's weird to me that the phenomenon has taken off so much, and and people are obviously buying something on the Xbox. They're mm -hmm. paying money for something, but it's like not the game. And also the game's incomplete and like really buggy. I yeah. have no doubt that it's fun, but it's got these issues. Yeah. And so it's just, a, it's the weirdest thing I've seen the last couple of years. Hey, hey Sean, do you want to read, uh, do you want to read Will McConnell's super chat? <laughs> it seems like something you would be saying. <laughs> read it with passion. <laughs> PUBG is a one dimensional game with no features. It has what? Two maps? Oh my God. And one game, one type of game mode with this feature. It's not yeah. a finished game disguised as a full game with a full retail price. Sad. Well, thankfully, it's not. <laughs> I, was I started reading that your voice and I was like, he seems that, to be that loud. That's, that's the, 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 game, the game shouldn't cost money. Like, can we all agree on that? Oh, that the game yeah. shouldn't cost money. That's why I'm weird about it, Sean. Like, I agree with you, Sean. Like, that's what's weird about the game is it's not done but they made three million copies on xbox but it's not complete so well, what are people buying so the, the so a beta. it's yes it's, uh, it's a very it very complete game but it's not a finished game and so my thing is is hmm. you guys are not wrong i want to i want to throw out here because chat's like ripping into me i want to say you guys are not wrong like it deserves all this hate and more i'm just defending it to say <laughs> it it is excelling because it's doing what nobody else did it is fun in a way that no other game is but let's I, I face say, it, it, do, it, has a, it is at the starting line of a race. Yeah. It needs I, I, to get to the finish line. I don't know if I would say it's fun like no other game, but it just has a thing that is no other game. Like, if I'm going to play a competitive game, my problem with PUBG is you're loading into a map. It takes time. You got to wait for the load bar. You got to wait in the lobby. You got to get in. And then usually for me in PUBG, I'm playing a 30-minute hide-and-go-seek simulator yeah. that usually ends in me shooting maybe two or three people and then a guy a mile away just happens to get the perfect shot for no reason, cracking me well, in the skull, going right through my helmet. Whereas yeah, in a game like Gigantic, look. where I'm looking to be competitive, if I lose a couple matches, yet I'm still playing. Dude, it's any game like it, though. If you lose matches against people or you lose individual fights against people, then you come back and you can beat them in the it, same game. And it, 
well, you're developing the, more of a competitive strategy yeah. there as opposed to just dying in a hundred man team and then no, waiting but that, that's the, that is the one thing that PUBG has going for it and the reason it is so addictive is the super high cost of play like when you die you are going to have to go back to the lobby you're going to have to wait another time you're going to parachute again yeah, you're going to have to I pick it back up like and I like that about that. That's why, dude. And then, yeah, I, another thirty-minute hide-and-go-seek. When, when I get that game, and well, well, that's why there's actually different areas. So the whole thing is there's areas where people purposely parachute to kill yeah, each other. And yeah, when parachute. you want to fight. So a lot of times I will parachute to the most murderous zones, try and get a shotgun, get six early kills, and then get decimated and just go right back to the next plane and jump out again. <laughs> like it's it's a game that to me has there i don't hate when i lose but i love when i win and i feel like i haven't had that game a long time I think like, that's kind of how dark souls feel i think man. i'm most yeah. get into I, dark souls i think the thing about PUBG that most confuses me is they essentially brought the idea to light and like created the game but it seems like fortnite is trying to innovate it more and it seems like they're oh, way yeah. ahead of PUBG because didn't they aren't they doing like the 50 versus 50 stuff now yep. yeah yeah well yeah. they they, they took they took that out now, but that was one of their temporary things. And that was amazing. Yeah, like it seems like they're they're trying to work on it more than well, like and they're already they on. They kind of have like a Blizzard uh, approach to it. Like yeah. you know how Blizzard kind of does like these holiday kind of things. Like it, it's yeah. very much like that where they're kind of entering. Like they kind of well, dabble in the, a big a big thing people are overlooking is the fact that PUBG or Fortnite's team is four times bigger than PUBG's team. And True. we just got rumors or a, a report a couple days ago that they're actually about to start eating other development teams. Like Fortnite now that it has uh, uh, getting close to forty million players. Uh, they're just starting to take away from their other development teams. They're, they're going to scalp like the Paladins team and just be like, okay, this is making all of our money now. Let's just keep doing that. So, And I'm sure so the graphics... PUBG do something with their, well, with their money? Yeah, they've got millions yeah. of dollars. You expect well, them to yeah. hire well, one more person. They, well, no, they, they are hiring. They're hiring really fast. But the problem is, A, uh, they're based in Seoul, Korea. And uh, B, a problem is that the, each person they hire, that to train, like they thought that this was going to be tiny. They didn't expect it to explode. It's like one of the things where if... All of a sudden, I was shooting a movie tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna have about six months of a learning curve where I figure out what the hell a red camera does. You know, but yeah, wait, it's just it's because it, they've made almost a billion dollars then, right? But didn't yeah. but didn't somebody in here just say that they expected to sell five million copies in a year? Yeah, That's but not not this instantly. And the whole so he promised them. So the projections were one hundred thousand. <laughs> He said it will sell five million, but even though he's creative lead, he's not director. So the thing was, even though he knew it would sell well, the investors did not. So they had a team built for one hundred thousand, and now they're trying to get a team for thirty million. Because mm. they have, yeah, they've made almost a billion dollars. I mean, I, well, Steam takes a third, so they've made about six to seven hundred million, I assume, right? You yeah. can fucking it's expedite a process with that kind of money, like. Well, you can, and that's that's something programmers joke about. Programmers always say like. You can get nine nine women to carry a child, but they won't make uh, won't give birth in one month. Like everything takes takes time. So we'll see. Well, we'll see because it's um. Where do they? I wonder if they're expecting to have the Xbox version done in 2018. Uh, from from what I've read, uh, everything is focused on that right now. Like from uh -huh. what I've read, they're actually taking so much of their foot. They're like, okay, look, Xbox is selling. It's actually making us a ton of money. Microsoft is paying us to make them a lot of money. Like we got to double down and triple down. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see what happens with PUBG. It's going to be, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really, I don't really play it much at all. I think I've tried it once or twice and it was like, eh, it was all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I play it very rarely. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. I know there are a lot of people that like it and that's fine. Yeah. There's a lot of people who love to watch it too. That's the biggest yeah. thing about it. 
Well, my thing is because it's so funny to watch the glitches and like I think that's the appeal to it. And I I end up getting back (laughs) in the lobby just like what could go wrong today, dude? I I love watching people wreck on that. Like Doctor Disrespect had a thing where he's standing in a stairwell and he killed like (laughs) ten players in a row, and it keeps being like, who else? Who else? It's just like it's it's a very fun game. But I do think that when the streamers move on, that that's a game that when it dies is gonna die in a day. Dude, I I was watching. Uh, are you guys? Do you know who Kelsey Lewin is? They were part of the Metal Jesus Rocks crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. Um, yeah. she was playing Fortnite the other night, and she, like she gets in, and her teammate gets in the front seat, and his hair literally raises above the car, and all you see is this ponytail flapping in the wind above the car, like ten feet above the car. It was just super funny. Sounds like a so high many... quality game. It's super high quality, Sean. <laughs> Sean, it's like man, the, it's like Sean the Versace of game. G, man. It, it I is. just, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. If a game, <laughs> if a game has basic issues in design and and I, I don't care, I don't care that it takes a lot of time to get people. I don't care that they expected to not yeah, then, sell then a, buy a ton it. of it's copies. Okay. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to play it. <laughs> I'm aware, but I can talk about it. <laughs> uh, well, at least it's not Bungie. I mean, they can't seem to get anything right. So. Oh God! I yeah, think, I, imagine I if that. another studio. Imagine if another studio did this. Like, would yeah. they get a pass too? Oh no! One, no one's giving them a pass. That's why, if you look at their yeah. forums, they're insanity. Uh, like, three million people seem to be giving them a pass you, on the Xbox. You are forum. echoing what everybody else is saying. I I'm just playing devil's advocate because I do enjoy the game. Like everybody's being contrarian, so I'm just saying it doesn't suck as it, that bad. Obviously, it's selling. I think it's one of those games where the people who are playing it like it, the people who are just kind of lightly playing it, hate that shit and are hate playing it. Like like at the end of the day, I enjoy the prospect of the game style. I just wish maybe like the guys doing Metro did it instead. Like the, yeah. be able to achieve an atmosphere in a world that doesn't just seem the, bland and crap. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, if Microsoft buys that game in studio, that thing be fixed in like a month. They'll well, put everyone on it. That'll happen. I think it's gonna my, happen. Oh yeah. My biggest problem was with the art now. Like I don't mind the glitches because I run into them so rarely. My problem is now is that it is one of the worst looking games I've ever played. Like graphically it looks like placeholder Holder PS3 like it's because it is right it's 100% just Unreal Engine placeholder graphics yeah, right yeah I mean yeah so and that's the thing is like if like you were saying man if it had like the metro art style of like deep deep blacks and really like evil looking hues like mm. wow that that would make that game a lot better for me my biggest problem is like when I'm walking around in the forest and there's like shrubs that look like little paper cutouts it's kind of like oh cool this is definitely a billion dollar project got it yeah, well, well, we'll see what happens with that game. I, I'm hoping they at least get it done. But hey, if Microsoft buys them, I mean, that's I think you'll see that develop very quickly. The game, because they'll put a lot, they'll put the they'll put the coalition on it. They'll split it up between really Gearbox, everyone, everyone will probably start working on it. Just get it done. So, uh, but I guess that that's it for our topics. You guys want to take some questions from the chat? Anything for Patreon, Evan? Before we that's finish it. up. Um, someone sent me a tweet about. PUBG hitting 3 million people. I know. <laughs> on the Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Although it's interesting, uh, the Xbox One doesn't generally sell a million copies of a lot of games, as, as sad as that sounds. They really, that, that group doesn't, like that audience doesn't really buy a lot of games on the Xbox. Um, like Final Fantasy 15 didn't hit a million copies, which is weird. Jesus. Um, Doom, Doom didn't hit a million copies, I don't think. No, I don't Thank think God so. that did. Three million, man, and counting it says. Well, that's that's the weirdest part of all. Is it's it's such an interesting testament to social media now. Like streamers and YouTubers talking about that game is bigger commercials than Doom. Sad. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what do you what do you got for us, Evan? Uh, with Nintendo IP, what what Nintendo IP would you like to utilize uh, Labo style things like something like Luigi's Mansion, where you're actually wearing a backpack, stuff like that? I know we you kind know, of someone on brought that. this. Someone it, brought it up in the chat earlier. I don't remember their name. Uh, they shot. said the Yoshi game. Oh, it was Marco Pat. Mm-hmm. The Yoshi game. Uh, you know how it's all like kind of like that oh, cardboard yeah. cutout aesthetic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wooly World. That's not a bad idea. I wonder how they'd make that work. Um, would they basically just have you build like a Yoshi or something out of cardboard? See that that's the, that's the tricky thing is like based on the little bit we've seen from the Labo is like how much traditional gameplay can we kind of like close our eyes and imagine using the cardboard things with like mm. how how do you do that? Like we've only seen examples of like the software, the proprietary software they've made to use with Labo kind of devices, but there has been a conversation like I did a live stream reaction to it. <clears throat> after the fact and i had a lot of people talking about the same stuff like oh are we going to see nintendo games or should nintendo mix their games or would we see other companies which like evan you said we talked about that earlier we don't even feel like we don't even know all the mechanics of yoshi now i think about it we kind of don't actually you make a good point like some people brought up like racing games like uh like an f-zero or a mario kart someone okay someone in my live stream brought up a really cool idea actually that that i want to mention and he said a mario party game where you made the game board with the cardboard and i was like oh, that's gonna be a pretty cool idea well but yeah you know i was actually i was gonna say along, i was thinking of those... a way that... <laughs> Go ahead, token. Oh, no, sorry uh, i was thinking of a way that like yoshi could be incorporated with labo is you know how they have like the uh the house where you can kind of design your own house yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like a yoshi amiibo that you can make your own yoshi the, so you just you get like you know, the like, bottom the part and cardboard. then you yeah, so you get the bottom part that's basically the amiibo communication part, and then you build the Yoshi yourself on top. Yeah, I feel like that could be a good way to incorporate Labo with like something like a Yoshi IP. Anyone think it was weird that again that Nintendo didn't put any of their IPs on that Labo stuff? Like there was no Mario or anything there in that trailer. It was a beginning. bold move. Yeah, they really didn't, which is which I think yeah. was like a, a really bold. I think it's choice. good though. Yeah, it's sort of a yeah. so someone in chat. I like the people were relating it to Mario Paint, where it's like Mario Paint may have Mario on the box, but it has nothing to do with him. And I, it feels like that, and I kind of like that. I, if they did do something licensed, I'd love to see something uh, 2D Zelda-ish, and we actually have, like, our Joy-Cons become, like, bad guys. We actually set them in, like, a little square room, and they move around, and we actually have to, like, battle them as Tiny Link. Like, some, some that's cheesy, but I don't know, something like that. I think it would be cool to have, like, what, a, what about, like a, a literal paper, 2D Zelda. Like a paper, like a paper Mario. Yeah. Well, what's tricky about the, about these kinds of games, though, is I what I don't think Nintendo could do, or anybody, would be, like, I will make our game like a normal game and then we'll also make it work for Labo. Like you almost can't do that. They'd have to like make a Labo specific Zelda or Yoshi yeah, or whatever. You know, they have to kind of do that, which would be maybe less exciting for all of us. But for people who are like have kids that want to buy it, they're like, oh, we'll get them the Mario Yo- Mario Labo thing and that'll be great <laughs> for little Johnny. That's probably what they have to do with it. You know? Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. What else do we have, Evan? Do you think we'll ever see a proper Paper Mario game or proper Luigi's Mansion? I guess that's just speculation. We have a lot yeah, of speculation we'll see, questions. We'll, I, I think do we'll see, think so. We'll see another Paper Mario, yeah. I mean, keep, keep in mind, the Paper Mario on the Wii U came out like right towards the end of its lifespan, so we wouldn't see another one for a while. So, yeah, I, you'll see another one, though. Luigi's Mansion, yeah, probably. I, I think that. so, yeah. The 3DS game sold really, really well. So <laughs> it was a good game. Crazy. Yeah, and it was a good game, yeah. So they'd be oh, crazy yeah. not to make another one. 
I like that game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm one of the weirdos that prefers the first one, but that's probably just nostalgia talking. Like, yeah, oh, I mean, do you remember the first time I saw that play? That was the first game I ever saw actually played on a GameCube in front of me. And it was at yeah. the McDonald's here that actually had GameCubes for you to play. Whoa, that's weird. I forgot Isn't that, that weird, right? Yeah, they had Mario Tennis and uh, uh, Luigi's Mansion on display. Did you size your GameCube? <laughs> that? Oh yeah, <laughs> they had them out in the play, like the play area. So like yeah. after the first yep. week, the thumb pads were ripped off of the controllers yeah, already. They, they had that here, but it was a uh, Nintendo sixty four, and so it was like Super Mario one and Super Mario Kart on the other. Dude, I don't care, man. When I saw that GameCube and the graphics, I was oh, like, this, yeah. this, is, "This is it. This is it. Like it's never getting better than I, this." The future Dude, is now. <laughs> when I saw a Dreamcast, I walked into a Circuit City and they had this giant display that said, like, it's thinking. And it showed um, uh, Sonic Corey running. Tagline. From, like, Sonic running from the killer wells in Sonic Adventure. And I remember being that like, was the it's best real ever. life. Like, this is real life. <laughs> Dude, that scene was great when he was running it from was. the whale. I, I got a yeah. demo disc of my Dreamcast. I had that. It had Tomb Raider on it. And I think MDK was on there too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was that they gave you the first level of Sonic. I just played that over and over again with that whale was, was like breaking the bridge and everything. It was mind blowing at the time. Power Stone was on that as well. Yeah. That's a great game. That's a great game. Power Stone. Capcom. I wish you would bring that back. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Make a Power Stone three. Yep. Just start bringing all the Dreamcast games to the Switch or something here. Just you know? make it just yes. make a Dreamcast. Just do that. <laughs> yeah, make a Dreamcast class. <laughs> HDMI out, please. <clears throat> HDMI out, please. What, what yeah. else we got, Evan? Anything else? Yeah, just more speculation. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's all I like really. Specu- I like speculation, man. Like, uh, you guys want to speculate? Yeah. Do you believe we will be seeing GameCube games on the Switch at some point? I mean, we've talked about that heavily. We do. It's probably going to yeah. be all through the online service. Well, they have to figure out their analog trigger situation. That's what they got to figure out. Yeah. Uh, but once they figure that out with new Joy-Cons that are colored like GameCube controllers, and yeah, they, then fine. Sell that to me, and I'll play GameCube games. I'll play Mario Sunshine on my on my uh, Switch. That's yeah. fine. I'll pay 15 bucks a pop. I'll be yeah. Yeah. yeah, me yeah. too. It, it'll I'll happen. buy another set of Joy-Cons just for that. <laughs> Absolutely. With all Absolutely. the Wii U ports coming, do we think uh, Captain Toad's going to be coming up? They'd yeah. be dumb. I think so. They better, yeah. they better price it accordingly. Yeah, the Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze <laughs> bullshit. I mean, wasn't that game 40 bucks when it came out anyway? 50. It was. Oh, uh, okay. No, yeah. don't, no, Captain Toad was 40, but Donkey Oh, yeah, Kong Captain Toad was 40. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sean, you didn't seem too happy about that pricing. No, it's a, it's, it's a shitty price. Yeah, I mean it is what it is, and people are like, "Oh well, I didn't play it on the Wii U." It's like, okay, that's cool, I did. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm not gonna buy that. You know, Hyrule Warriors at least, well, you know, it's a bigger game. Donkey Kong's twenty bucks on the on the Wii U right now. Yeah, what? totally what? worth it. Totally I'm spaced out. What was the? Uh, oh, I'm spaced. It was something that was in the last couple of years. There was some sort of system where if you bought the console and then it came to a new console, you paid like five dollars and it would come over. What was uh, that? Like, it was Wii, that was Wii the original, like, was PS3. No, no, I, it was PS3 going to PS4. It was something, I want to say, I'm pretty serious that it was something like uh, if you bought Watch Dogs digitally on PS3. Yep, it was that. You got, you got a PS4 zone. later. Yeah. Oh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty did it too. Call of Duty. Yes, yeah, Call Call of Duty that was the way yeah. That's what, the main one I was thinking of was Call of Duty and you paid another like 10 bucks and it, it mm-hmm. carried over. It'd be cool if they did a thing where if you had like a My Nintendo account, you could somehow prove like, look, I've Donkey Konged my ass off at this point. I just want to Donkey Kong my ass off again. They just do like, all right, five bucks, you're good to go. I would love if they did that. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I mean, that, that'd be very pro-consumer, but I think they know that probably half the people on a Switch right now, maybe more than that, didn't have a Wii U. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, it's Xbox 360 all over again. You know, uh, 90% of the uh, day one buyers of PS4 were previously Xbox 360 mm-hmm. owners. Yeah. 
So it's it's so many people on the Switch right now just did not have a Wii U. Well, Probably, that's honestly, I, it might be seventy percent at this point. I'm thinking about it. I feel like with Captain Toad, that's actually even a game where they don't even need to port it. I feel like they would probably just make a new one. I don't think it would be hard to just have a new game True. for another 40 bucks with another 50 new levels or whatever. Yeah, and, well, and you could base it in the engine of uh, Mario Odyssey, kind of do it as uh, called yeah. Toad's Odyssey. And we I see mean, he was in that game. That's yeah. exactly what happened. He showed up in 3D World and then had his own game. And so now he showed up in Odyssey. So well, we've cracked the code, chat. This is it. Toad's that's Odyssey. It. Nah, man, just make him like scary realistic and make him in like Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. Do we have is that uh is that everything in the in the Patreon? I guess the only thing there is I guess a quick spot spot check. Has anyone heard anything interesting about Project Octopath Traveler yet? Or no? It's just kind of nothing I've heard of. No, nothing yet. Mystery. Yeah. I keep my ear to the ground for that one too, and nothing. Not a single vibration, so uh, I, I think that'll I, probably have a pretty big showcase at E3, though. I feel like Nintendo knows that that's like a really great game they have coming from Square, and people are into it. They love the freaking demo. I still haven't even played the demo, which I hate myself for because I know it's good. Get out this and podcast I, and download it. I, I'm that is what I will do after I eat. I definitely need some food after this, but yeah, I feel like it'll be at E3. I feel like they'll they'll pull the pull the curtain back this year. I was hoping that would be an early 2018 title because of how the demo felt so complete minus the other, you know, episodes that were missing. It yeah. just, it felt like it was, it was mostly done. I don't know. It, it is, but imagine um, if that thing's, the average Final Fantasy is about 40 to 50 hours. We yeah, got, that's we true. Got about yeah, I was thinking the length of, of the game is probably why. I'm sure that's it's true. just a long yeah. game. Yeah. That's a game I'm going to buy day one. That's a great game so far. Mm-hmm. Demo was good anyway. We'll see. Um, nothing about Project though. Nothing, nothing about Octopath Traveler, so... I'll let you know when I hear something, of course. Uh, what uh, what do we have, uh, I guess, in chat then? Anything? You guys see anything good in chat? Uh, it's mostly people talking about weird things with the oh, There you go. Wish, Wishbone dropped five <laughs> and saying the Spartan, the Spartan console is going to be Sega's new platform and RGT85 should pre-order one. Guarantee. Sean will pre-order like Spartan. four of those, man. Sega Spartan. Bunch of... The, I say a bunch. It's literally like two people Yeah. just prey upon like people who don't know any better about Sega. They're like, we're making a new Sega console. I I wonder, I wonder if they have any idea what they're even doing. Like, I wonder if they understand the implication they're trying to say, like, I don't want to call them morons, but they kind of seem like morons. Like that was a good question. Are you guys, um, are you guys getting uh dark souls on the switch? Are you getting it on PS4? Hell yeah. 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 Uh, yes. Just cause I want to do technical tests on it. Uh, and I've, I've beaten it on consoles before. Also, it'll feel really weird when that's a handheld game on it. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be a lot of broken switches. Yeah, there will be. Well, (laughs) and honestly, like I worry about, I worry just about, I mean, I love the joy cons so much, but I worry about the size of them and like, yeah. Travel on the analog stick for a game that is so freaking like rhythmically precise, like Dark Souls. Yeah, I, I do worry about that, but I still I'm just too excited for to have it. I mean, did everybody, did everybody mostly play it when it was out? I don't know if is anyone yeah. uh, new on the on the yeah. on here if that didn't play it. Like, you know, I, I played Dark Souls when um, I played Dark Souls a couple years ago on the PlayStation Three, and there was an NPC in the first town, like by a bonfire, I attacked him and just over and over again died. Cause I thought I could kill him. And that was the last I played of that game. Cause I was like, I can't handle this. Well, and it's what's tricky about, about the dark souls game, the souls games and all the from software's thing is like they, and I think this is beautiful. Like one of my favorite things about the games is they just throw you in it, man. They don't hold your hand at all, which is 
so counterintuitive to like every other modern game. And I think that like the combat, yes, is really hard and that can turn people off. But I think the other thing is that exact thing. Cause like, you don't understand what's going on. Why is this guy here? Why can I kill him? Why is he killing me? Like, why the fuck does nothing work? And it's because the game is like, you're supposed to just figure it out. And that is a huge learning curve that I had to get over. I had to have my buddy convince me to how to figure that stuff out. And now it's like my favorite non-Nintendo series ever. Like that and Resident yeah. Evil. It's like Souls and Resident Evil. And mm. like that's my favorite non-Nintendo shit. And and you have to get through that learning curve. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I played, I played Bloodborne through, and that was a great game. And I know that's also from software. It mm-hmm. is. It is. Yeah. And and what's I mean, Dark Souls is the second game they made, you know. So they yeah. were still they were still refining wow. that. And as much as I like their newer games, like Blood, I, my Bloodborne might even be my favorite, and I think Dark Souls 3 is great. They definitely like they softened some of the edge just a little bit each time. With that kind of stuff, so that's why you could probably get through Bloodborne, but Dark yeah. Souls One was like, hard, which I, hard, I'm the hard. guy who liked that. I think as they as they lessened the sharpness, like Dark Souls Three is probably in my top five favorite games of all time. Dark Souls so Three good. is so brilliantly balanced, yeah. and I also like the upgrade system, and that was so deep. You could literally get a level one sword, and if you upgraded enough, it could be the best weapon in the entire universe. And I like that about it. So, man, I I would love to see I. I know they've said they're making some tweaks to the multiplayer and the graphics for this remaster. So I'm just curious to yeah. see what those turn out to be. What's that frame rate going to be in, uh, in uh, what you call it? Yeah, uh, if, if it's like 20 frames a second in handheld, <laughs> I am going to be a little bit disappointed. Oh, I just don't see. think it can be, though. It can't be like, why? Because people have been talking. I even made a video about this because there was such a conversation about, oh, Dark Souls is going to run like shit on the Switch. Only 30 frames per second. It's garbage. And I was like, you guys. The fact that they were willing to confirm 30 frames per second and 1080 docked and 720 handheld to me shows that they know they can do it. I feel like I feel like if they couldn't do it and make it worth it, they probably wouldn't either. They either wouldn't port it or they would drop those to lower resolution. I mean, I I played I I played through it on 30 frames per second on the 360. It didn't. I didn't really care that much. But yeah, <laughs> all those games. I made a big tweet about it. It was like all those games were 30 frames per second at launch. I know those PS4 Pro versions or whatever, but like. Every single From Software game at its launch and on its launch platform was 30 hmm. frames per second. Even Bloodborne and Dark Souls yeah. 3 last year. And they're, 30, so, yeah. Yeah, and they're so good. So people are just freaking out. because Master like- uh, Master Tier asked if uh, Kid Icarus Uprising port should go to the Switch. Isn't that the game that like that was that needed that pro grip because it needed that extra stick? <laughs> it had yeah. the, the stand. It came the, with stand the stand, that's what it was. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Blight Town. That's what I was thinking of Blight Town. Um, but uh, I don't know. Would you guys want something like Kid Icarus Uprise? I didn't really play a lot of that on the 3DS. I don't that know. It was actually was... a really good game, and it actually was it? had really it was, fun. It was fantastic. Online. I will. I will probably never play it because I just I can't do the 240p well, anymore. Well, okay. So, <laughs> so there so you I'm, go. I'm not a Kid Icarus guy at all. I don't think I've ever beaten him. I've probably played less than five hours. Is that one of? If I was just going to play one Kid Icarus game, would you suggest that? Oh, absolutely. <sighs> yeah, I'd say so. Okay. I mean, Kid Icarus did. I mean, it kind of really didn't never had an identity. Like you had the NES and the Game Boy ones, which were similar. I remember playing but, the NES one. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say shit. that like it ever had a, a real identity. And the 3DS one kind of gave it an identity. I feel. Mm. Is it like a 3D action, 2D action? It's a. It's a. It's a 3D action game. Um behind the uh, shoulder or not behind the shoulder behind the character camera view, but it's very fast paced. The controls are very weird. Your yeah. hands will hurt um, because they try <laughs> to do a lot with it. But like, I just remember playing it like a lot and like the online was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. 
I'll yeah, check it's it. got I, some sick production value. Like it's one of the cleanest, slickest games like Nintendo ever made. You know, I want to get it. I got a 3DS XL recently, and I I probably haven't used it at all, basically. So I want to get something like that where it's big and beautiful and gives me an excuse to have uh, sore wrists. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that would that'd be cool then. You know, I'd be all right if that came over to the Switch. I mean, honestly, at this point, they can port whatever they want. And if I don't want it, I just won't buy it. So well, I'll tell you what, I, I, it's actually a good question because I had this realization the other day with the world ends with you being announced for the Switch. I was like, wait a minute. This, I think, is the first DS family game that we've had confirmed to be coming to the Switch. So it, it's almost like, does that open up the doors? for more DS era games, like DS and 3DS games, which people have already talked about anyway. I mean, we had Monster Hunter Double Cross come over too. That That is true. That did come out in Japan. So you make a good point. But now, but there we go. There's two games. So yeah. it's maybe showing a possible trend where Nintendo's willing to take games that were on the DS and the 3DS and bring Same. them to Switch. All I'm asking, give uh, us yeah. the yeah. full final, the 3D Final Fantasy IV remake, which is super hard and super awesome. Bring that over. Holy, mm. yeah. happy camper. Mm. They need, I tell you, they need port, they need port, skate over. They need to port, skate two, <laughs> skate three. I was playing it last night. I, I want that game. Yeah, I, I saw your, I saw your stream. <laughs> I love how pretty much every time I'm in a, I'm in a podcast, you bring up skate in some fashion. It's You're a fun like, game, man. It's fun. I can just sit down and play it for a yeah. little bit. There's gonna be a show at some point where he doesn't mention at the very end. There's like little copies gonna lower <laughs> down in a string. And go, What's this? Oh, Mike, Mike of the day. Mike's asking if uh, anyone's picking up the Hyperkin Duke controller in March. Yeah, oh. I, <laughs> Sean's yeah, face. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pick it up because I'm interested. Yeah, uh, but it's I'm, gonna be I'm bad. I, I feel like you buy it because it's bad. Like the Duke got replaced for a reason. Well, yeah. I, I actually, I actually like the original. I actually like the original Duke. I thought it was. Is good. it going to come with that screen in the middle? Because like when I saw like a yeah, yeah, yeah like, all right, it's pretty it, cool. It, it apparently it does the whole like startup logo and everything. Yeah, it yeah, does the startup logo. So that is cool, cool, man. I just want I that nostalgia wired, rush, man. It is, it is wired, and, and it's eighty dollars, uh, and it's and it's expensive as hell. But I just yeah. want that. I just want that nostalgia rush. I just can't help. I can't. I love the sixth generation so much, man. All three of those consoles. It just, I just love it. So I just. Want that was that a good time in gaming. That's why we all love those consoles. Oh, it, was so, it was before the online thing really hit and like it made mm -hmm. some things way better and a whole lot way fucking yep. worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's why you, you still have to read magazines or go over to your rich friend's yes. house who had dial yes. up and, and look yep. up yes. stuff online. Well, I had a modem adapter for my GameCube for Fantasy Star that I could never get to work. It do you still have it? Yeah. I do. I totally Oh, do. good for you, man. Jeez. Those, yeah. those and I've got both Fantasy Star 1, 2, and 3, all those episodes. I oh, you can still play those online. People set up a server for that. Really? Stack. Yep. Oh, yeah. You can still play it. You want to try to get it to work again? Get Try to get it to work now. Maybe. I love my GameCube, man. I love turning that thing on. Yeah, nice. That'll be good. Um, I guess we have time for at least one more question before we do outros. Any, anything you guys saw that looked good before we exit out? Hmm. A bunch of people talking uh, Dreamcast games in chat, and I love it. Yeah, they, they need to do something with Dreamcast stuff, man. I wish Sega would, because they keep talking about their, their service that they're doing for Sega. Sega Forever? Uh, yeah, Sega Forever. And they're talking about moving it to other systems too, other than just phones. And I think they're really hinting at Switch mostly. Uh, so I would like to see I, Dreamcast games go over to the Switch. Definitely I, the Switch. I'd be happy if they even started porting them to PC. And I hate yep. PC gaming. Like at this point, I would just be so happy to see, because I don't know if you guys read the rumor, but 
Uh, back in 2013, this team of people came out and said, yeah, we finished uh, Shinmu HD years ago. Uh, yeah, like, heard about that. And so yeah. now the rumor is that they're still sitting on that completed game and they're just waiting for Shinmu 3. And if Shinmu 3 comes out and does decent, they're going to go, by the way, boom! Did you hear, do you remember, do you remember, uh, I, w- I was doing some research on the Xbox the other day and apparently uh, Sega and Microsoft were in talks for Dreamcast games to be backwards compatible on the Xbox, original Xbox. Wow. But it, it fell through because they couldn't figure out how to get the Sega net to work on the Xbox. So they just scrapped it and moved on. A lot of the a lot of the developers, the people who the core team that designed the Dreamcast, a lot of those people got poached and brought over to the Xbox. And that's why there's a lot, a lot, a lot of overlap of ideas there. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel it's interesting because if you think about it, the Dreamcast is like one of the few older consoles where the games really haven't had like an official second life at all, mm-hmm. like on any platform. And so almost all of the old consoles have like the Saturn and the Dreamcast, two Sega consoles are the only two that really jump to mind. Mm-hmm. Now, if we don't count like the weird shit, like the Jaguar and the 3DO, yeah, which I garbage. love the stupid Jaguar. I love it. I have one. It's so it. mad. <laughs> that, that's the one that, that will like play dead if you don't have a game in it, right? Like it won't get any power unless you have a game in it. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's been a while since you turned it on. Yeah, <laughs> that, somebody brought it in thinking it was defective. I remember they traded it in. And we yeah. found out they actually have to have a game in or it won't get any power. Oh, it completes okay. the circuit. It's very weird. That is uh, really weird. Yeah, I love right. It. I just love uh, it so much. Last thing, it. did you guys see the figures that Sony released? Ten dollars piece, I think. Yep. Yeah. Taito, Bloodborne guy. Yes. Are you guys buying any of them? Wrapper the wrapper. Um, I'm probably gonna buy three or four of them. Uh, crash yeah crash is cool i know a lot of people a lot of people i follow on twitter are just kind of upset that they have zero functionality like you can go right now if you need to no it's fine (laughs) good restraint okay the the fact that they don't do anything i know some people have a problem i don't have a problem with that like my i never use my amiibos for anything i literally have i've had amiibos for four years and i've used them once so i don't really have a problem with buying stuff that just looks cool Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably pick up a couple just for fun. Eh, it looks kind of neat. I mean, they're ten bucks a piece. At least they made them at like a decent price. They're not like expensive or anything. Um, so I'll, I'll look forward to those. Uh, I guess that's gonna do it for Spawncast. Want to go down the list here, guys, so you can uh, let them know where they can find you. Where can they find you, Rex? Uh, you can pretty much just go to youtube.com forward slash Rex the Great. Um, Evan, you got his uh, channel. You can drop in the chat for him. Yeah, I'm about a. I'm about 170 subs away from being able to keep my monetization. So any support yeah. does help. Get that um, man some subs. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, what about uh token? Where can they find you, man? Uh, YouTube.com forward slash token geek. Uh, also Twitter at token geek 21. Cool. Cool. We got uh we got his too, Evan, that you can drop in the, mm, in the chat. Take a second. Yeah. Cool. Cool. These are two uh, up and coming YouTubers guys. So, you know, go leave them some comments and, and check them out. Yeah. Thanks see, for having me on, with- man. See what's what? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, and then let's uh, show them where can they find you. Uh, you could find me as the guy who just said I'd farted out on the date. Um, RGT85 in the chat. <laughs> 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 Why did I saw that? You said that shit. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I make videos about video games and video game accessories. <laughs> uh, very good. And then uh, Rob, where can they find you, man? Uh, you could find me at rule of two review on YouTube, the same as, uh, my, my channel name and, uh, same on Twitter, same on Facebook. So. Uh, they're asking for a to- uh, tokens, uh, channel again, Evan. I'm working on it. Cool. Thank you. He's, he's got that under control. He's got that under control. And Definitely then, uh, visit the new guys. You want to do that? <laughs> yes. And then, uh, Max, where can they find you, man? Dreamcast guy. 
youtube.com slash dreamcast guy i am working on a big review uh this week uh friday i will have my dragon ball fighter z video up uh it's gonna be interesting I'll check that out you're actually a fighting game person too so i want to see what you're yes on it. It, I, well i'm one of those people that i'm really good at fighting games uh by accident just kind of being in the fighting game community so uh hopefully i can kick a lot of butts and then i actually this top 10 thursday is gonna be about the nintendo switch so uh look into that oh cool very good very good um i think i got it oh and then evan Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about Evan? <laughs> I'll just quickly type this in on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter. It's that name. I'm the mod. Mostly just go follow him on Twitter for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't followed me back, Evan, and I'm really offended by it. Just saying. <laughs> and you should be. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I have a soul, man. I think we got everyone here. Uh, did, yeah. did you guys have anyone that you wanted? That people were asking to raid. Did you guys have anyone smaller that we could go send some people to? Uh, let me uh, take for anyone who wants to raid you can hang out for a minute we'll uh we'll find you someone to go crash and send them some viewers uh yeah urcha avadon oh yeah urcha is avadon smith is streaming i don't know any of these well, people Avid avadon's on <laughs> next week um what? oh yeah yes that's right yeah yeah sean figured uh, all that out <laughs> here i'll put it in the google hangout Oh yeah, okay. We can copy and put it in. There you go. Uh, I still haven't made you a mod, Sean. I gotta make you a mod. That's fine. That way you can drop links in and, and whatnot. Yeah, I've um, noticed because I've tried to put links in before too, and it's like you are not cool enough. Get the fuck out of yeah. here, Evan. Can you grab that? Can you grab that link, Evan, and drop it in for the the peeps here, so they know. Which gotta be in the chat. chat. Yeah, that way they can. Uh... We got you guys. <laughs> Jesus. All right. He's, he's getting it. It's hard to copy out of there. I noticed that. Oh yeah, the freaking YouTube chat function is so garbage. Yeah, we're, we're we we got some we got some cool ideas for Spawncast guys. Don't worry, we got some cool setups coming. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and uh uh, go ahead and raid. That's is that uh, Urcha that's in there? Yep. Yeah. yeah go ahead and raid. She's super cool. She yep. makes We'll have uh two other small YouTubers on next week as well to help out. But uh guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Spawncast episode episode Evan, what episode is this again? 42. 42. 42. If you're on Patreon, you'll get a full video uh, uh of this in the next probably ten minutes. A little bit. Full video in the next ten minutes or so. Uh and then check us out, iTunes, uh SoundCloud, everything. That'll probably be up by tomorrow morning. So until then, guys, we'll see you next Saturday night, nine PM Eastern time. <laughs>